With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Evolution Radio Network, live and exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. I am Statistic Sean David, along with my co-host. We missing somebody? No. Nope. All right. <laughs> I guess that's my cue. The reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks. Get out of Katie. I think Steve will be here soon. Issues with Skype, maybe. I don't know. Polishing his kinky boots. Something. I don't know. I don't hear him. He is on the line, but I don't hear him. We can hear you. I hate when that happens. (laughs) Tonight, we are going to be joined by the Chicago Suburb Promotions talent of POW Entertainment as they talk about Russell Rage 17 coming up this Saturday night in Addison, Illinois. We will be joined by T.L. Myers, Joey Ross, and Cognito Jones for sure. There may be a surprise dropping in. A uh, we will hear about that later. I do have surprise. another confirmed surprise dropping in um, that will be dropping in sometime tonight to give you all an update on an upcoming Wrestling Authority Radio that we're going to be doing in the month of December. Um, and we will also be joined by Hugo Savinovich, who will Yay. be talking to us about the controversy <clears throat> around last week. Crown Jewel. And there's a lot, but we got to cover about that. Um, mm-hmm. With that being said, um, you know, there's uh, been a lot going on in the wrestling world. We've got a pay-per-view coming up this Saturday night. It's AEW Full Gear. And yep. we've got some big matches signed for that. Um, 
I, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm going to tell you what, I think, I think that Chris Jericho is going to walk out of full gear. The AEW World Heavyweight Champion still, even with what Cody put on the line last night, Cody has said that if he does not win the AEW World Heavyweight Championship this Saturday night at full gear, that he will never challenge for the AEW World Championship again. So those are big stakes. Either either Cody wins or Cody doesn't go for that belt anymore. Wow. Oh. Wow. Uh, yeah. I missed it that's... last night's story. Uh, well, we'll fill you in. Yeah, they didn't replay it. They normally replay AEW, but they didn't replay it last night. They put a Batman movie on. Not that I'm complaining, but it would have been nice to watch AEW. Uh, so, last night on Dynamite, uh, Cody's Now or Never moment that we've just talked about. Hopefully, Steve Kane will get here so we can talk about it with him. Um. You know, um, we'll we'll see what happens. He's having technical difficulties. Uh, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara defeated Hangman Page and Kenny Omega via pinfall. Um, that that was the big big main event last night on AEW Dynamite, and it was a hell of a match. Um, you had Pac involved in it. You had Santina and Ortiz, you had Moxley, you had Young Bucks, everybody was involved in that. I missed it. I'm mad now. Now I'm really upset. I'm totally put out now. Entirely. Um, However, Cody mentioned something here that we need to talk about. Last night, and I did not catch this, Cody mentioned the match beyond. That was the old War Games tagline. Could they be planning their own spinoff on War Games for the Inner Circle and the Elite when they eventually Maybe. meet? Maybe. This is uh, this is some very serious stuff. As we know, Dusty Rhodes is responsible for the creation of War Games. And uh, mm-hmm. it was Jim Cornette that ran with that and some of the uh, stuff that happened down in Memphis and, and down in the territories that led to the creation of Hell in a Cell. Um, not many people know that, but Cornette uh, was responsible for taking the concept of war games and some of the other steel cage concepts and putting yeah. them all together, and that's how we got... So like scaffold, um, scaffold matches and whatnot? Well, not scaffold, but he took, he took the concept that they used down in Memphis where the cage totally engulfed the whole ring and then mm-hmm. he took from War Games the concept of the, the cage having a, a lid on it. So um, that's where, yeah. you know, Hell in a Cell was kind of formed. But, no, going back to War Games, War Games was Dusty's creation. And I know it eats Cody alive that he cannot have the rights to War Games as WWE has purchased them from MLW. Um, if Cody might have been a little bit of faster on that, he might have been able to the rights from MLW and we wouldn't be having this conversation Um, here's my take on it they're either going to do their version of war games or they're going to do their version of a bunkhouse stampede match and I tell you what if they do the bunkhouse stampede or the bunkhouse brawl Steve will correct me if I'm wrong if you can still hear me 
Um, you know, this is going to be something that hasn't been seen for a long time. And um, that that was the main part of AEW last night. Uh, we also had Pac defeat Trent via submission. Private Party defeated the Dark Order via pinfall. Emmy Sakura and Jamie Hayter, or Hater defeated Riho and Shayna uh, via pinfall. And Sean Spears defeated Brandon Cutler via pinfall. That was all last night on AEW Dynamite. Now, we also have an NXT to talk about, which uh, the OC NXT TakeOver meets Resistance. That was a great way they opened the show. Pete Dunne defeated Damian Priest. (laughs) Tanera Conti defeated Santana Garrett. Shayna Baszler defeated Dakota Kai. Angel Garza defeated Tony Eastern in an opportunity at the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Dominic Dijakovic defeated Isaiah Swerve Scott, a.k.a. Killshot. Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle defeated the... Well, they took on the OC and ended in a no contest. And folks, this is leading up to some great stuff getting ready for this year's Survivor Series. Survivor Series will be right around the corner, and it's going to be NXT versus SmackDown versus Raw, and a kind of a WWE versus NXT type of thing, but you've got three different brands. So uh, the last time this was done was with ECW, and it didn't really work out with ECW. We know that. Um, Hopefully they will do it justice with NXT. This is a great way to get NXT viewership up. It's a great way to get viewership up on SmackDown and Raw, and hopefully it's working for the WWE. We do have to report, however, that AEW beat NXT in the ratings once again. Well, uh, if you didn't, I mean, I really hate to say it, putting them on at the same time was a really silly idea because AEW is rising as fast as it is, you know, and also people are I don't know if they don't have a DVR or it's not replayed, which it should be. But, yeah, people are choosing AEW over NXT almost every week. It's, uh, it, it is going down that way, unfortunately. Um, so we'll go back to SmackDown results real quick. We're not going to go over Crown Jewel. Okay. We'll wait until Hugo gets here to do that. Alrighty then. Uh, Brock oh. Lesnar quits SmackDown to get his hands on Raw's Rey Mysterio. SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey versus Nikki Cross. It ended with Bailey defeating Cross via pinfall to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sammy Zayn's mouth gets him into a fight with Matt Riddle and Keith Lee, who invaded SmackDown on Friday. Tommaso mm-hmm. Ciampa invaded Miz TV. Then we got the Miz versus Ciampa. Ciampa defeated Miz by pinfall. Fire and Desire took on Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox. In the end, Ripley and Tegan Knox would win via submission. 
And in the main event, in the main event, Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan, and Cole defeated Daniel Bryan. This was a huge upset. Yeah, huge upset. Enormous upset. I'll agree with you there. And now we'll go to raw results from uh, this past Monday. Brock Lesnar kicked off the show saying that he wanted uh, he wanted <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Really? And that was he a great is, way he, to kick off the okay. show. Rey Mysterio comes up to his hip. Yes, I know. Uh, Katie, take over for just a second. I've got to think real yeah. quick. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not really agreeing with this Brock Lesnar Rey Mysterio bit, and it really isn't a size difference. It kind of is, but it kind of isn't. I'm just afraid they're gonna they're gonna bounce bounce Rey Mysterio off the walls, and I don't know, break his neck again, maybe. Or something like that. So yeah. Oh, trying to get Steve on air. It's like pulling an elephant's teeth. Oh, I'm all by myself, and nobody's looking. I'm not in the studio, so I can't play any sound effects or music. I'm all by myself. All by myself. Good air, it's not good air. All right, I am back. And I'm not all by myself. Nope, you're no longer all by yourself. Um, (laughs) So, uh, what did you have to say about Brock Lesnar? What did I have to say about Brock Lesnar? Okay, everybody knows there's no love lost between me and Brock Lesnar. I've never been a fan of Brock Lesnar. You, um, UFC or not UFC, I really couldn't care. I don't understand why they keep signing him because all we hear is, all right, his contract's up, and then, okay, they just signed him another five-year deal. All right, they're going to give him the belt, and, and nobody's going to be allowed to have it. Okay, now now he's going to walk away. He's going to walk away from SmackDown and bring the belt with him and come to Raw. Um, right. Right. I, have to say, I just... I don't know, man. And, and putting him up against Rey Mysterio, um, he will break his neck again. Wait. I don't know what to think. I don't either. It's uh, we we have gone through this thing for the past at least five to seven years, where they think Brock, Brock Lesnar is the hot thing, and he holds the title till WrestleMania, and nobody else gets it, and then we have somebody mm-hmm. defeat him, only for him to win it back. And yeah. it just, and you know, you, you wanted to, you wanted to call Seth the King Slayer, but, uh, or the Beast Slayer, but he slayed the Beast, but the Beast keeps coming back. I, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, continuing on with the raw results, Natalia and Charlotte Flair took on the Kabuki war- Warriors, and Flair and Natalia picked up a win over the Kabuki Warriors. That pissed me off. After the match. Lesnar and Heyman returned to the Raw stage. 
And uh, Dio Madden stood up in defense of Jerry the King Lawler and took an F5 through the announcer's table. Mysterio finally appeared, attacking Lesnar with a bat, targeting his legs before blasting him with his own championship. The master of the 619 left Lesnar reeling to close out the segment. Then we get Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy. Murphy defeated Alexander in a hell of a match. We get the Seth Rollins promo with Triple H. And uh, this this is where it's all getting interesting yet again. Because Seth Rollins is going to probably end up back down at NXT. That's, that's what I'm saying. What is going on here? First Finn, now Seth? I don't get it, but they're trying to bring star power to NXT. I think I, that's the, that's all I can see from it. They're trying to bring that star power to NXT, and I don't know why. I I get oh. they're trying to build the brand, but you're taking your star power away from Monday Night Raw. Mm. I I don't know. It was a good promo. Uh, great to see the undisputed era on Raw, and. We'll see where this goes. Mixed tag match. Sin Cara and Carolina defeated, well, uh, took on Andrade and Selena Vega. In the end, Andrade and Vega defeated Sin Cara and Carolina, or however you pronounce it. Uh, Then we get more drama. Then we get more drama with Rusev and Lana and Bobby Lashley and all of that. It's Rusev versus Drew McIntyre. Rusev defeated McIntyre after the match. Uh, Bobby Lashley beat up Rusev. And uh, we're going to wrap this up here real quick. Becky Lynch beat Shayna Baszler. And that was an epic confrontation. Um, Then you had the Street Profits and Humberto Carrillo versus VOC. VOC defeated. Carrillo and the Street Profits. Viking Raiders versus... Go ahead. Ding dong. Yeah, I know. Uh, Viking Raiders versus the Polo Boys. Viking Raiders defeated the Polo Boys. NXT Championship match. Seth Rollins against Adam Cole ended via disqualification. And that was Monday Night Raw's results. With that being said, we are going to go to the man that is the shot to the top. This is P... L. Myers. I can say once again, this is the highlight of the month (laughs) on this show. Talking to not Miss, one of the girls, a lady, Katie, who I've, you know, we've been talking back and forth. I've been waiting with anticipation of talking about Jimmy Superfly Snook with you. Because we already know what's going to happen Saturday night. And I promised I would tell you the Jimmy Superfly Snook story. But before I begin to that, how are you all doing tonight? It's a great evening. Uh, We're doing well. We're without without a Steve. Steve is having technical issues. Evidently, our Mm -hmm. studio and Skype are no longer communicating again. This seems to happen quite frequently with the station. We're going to have to send them an email going to have to send mm-hmm. the server an email again because uh, he should be here. I don't yeah. know. He, he did a Skype update and Skype, the update of Skype is not working with our studio and 
hopefully he will be here before the end of the evening. Um, other than that, everything's good. PL, you've got a big weekend coming up. Yes, Wrestle Rage 17. And what's great about this is that with the thousands of listeners that you had, PL Myers gets to come on once again on that. I've been in Chicago Slam. Wrestle- <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> You know, at, cut a promo about wrestle rage, and he's not even booked on the show. Putting myself over in the show can't get any better than that. That's why when I tell people that on the shot to the top, pro wrestling's manager extraordinaire, the most powerful man in Chicago, need I say more? No, it's true. And coming on this show, it really shows the world that when you talk about wrestling managers, there is only one person the Midwest, who gets the job done consistently for the last 19 years. Uh, This is true, but there's also somebody there that uh, is going to be looking to make sure that uh, you and uh, your crew of guys don't interfere in his match. He'll be making his POW debut this weekend. He is Midwest Wrestling Reunion Manager of the Year recipient an icon of the Illinois Valley 2019 recipient, the Urban Sensation C-Red will be making his way to Power Entertainment for WrestleRage 17. That was just announced earlier this week. And uh, more importantly, with C-Red, remember, keep this in mind, I've always put over C-Red. I was honored to speak on his behalf when he was in, when he was given that award because I was asked to speak about C-Red c thing is with C-Red is that when I came on the scene as a manager, she, probably a year later, two years later, C-Red came up on the scene, not only wrestling, managing, he's commentating, he's done everything. I call him the master of motivation. So when it comes to C-Red, he was the manager, he was like acid jazz, rocket, I mean, this guy is a true talent and someone that also, if you've been following Chicago Land Championship Wrestling, just announced that they signed him in Marche Rocket. So it doesn't get any better than that because Chicago Land Championship Wrestling is also going to be bringing back studio wrestling to the Midwest on the heels of the success of the NWA with Mr. Billy. And who I've worked for, Dave Pagana, you know, this wrestling has really been picking up lately. So you're going to see some people in the Midwest be on television besides the NWA, besides NXT or WWE or Impact or whatever else is going on on the uh, television lately. Well, and that's a huge thing, PL. The other thing I want to talk to you briefly about is there are three Chicago feds that just recently uh, partnered together up there and drew a crowd of over 700 people. This has not been done in the Chicagoland area in a very long time. Um, I'm not a fan of all of the promotions, but to be able to partner together like that for one greater good and draw 700 people in the Chicagoland area again, that's huge because those crowds haven't been seen since the days of you know, PCW Dream Night. Well, well, the thing is, is that you got to remember, it's apples and oranges. 
And I'm not yes, knocking I'm not knocking what they accomplished. But keep this in mind, if you have two hundred from one company, two hundred from another company, two hundred from another company with two months to promote, yes, you drew seven hundred. Plus there was a little hype about the godfather of wrestling in Chicago, Mr. Sam DeSero. And so right. when I fully get to meet Sam DeSero, I think for the first time or it might be the second time on Saturday night at Wrestle Rage, because there's been talk that he's going to be there, is that this term Godfather has been thrown around a little too much. Not that he doesn't deserve it, but people have been kind of been bantering for that title. Well, you know, Sam DeSero's gone now, so I should be the Godfather Wrestling, or I should be the Godfather Wrestling. Last time I checked, you didn't need to have a title to be that. If you said Sam DeSero, enough said, game over. You didn't have exactly. to put the tag Godfather. And the no. thing is that Sam DeSero, what he's done in Chicago for 20-plus years, he was one of the originator guys that got the job done. So it's kind of, for me, it's like a godfather, if you watch the movies, is feared and respected at the same time. And I don't think Sam DeSero wants that moniker. He just wants to be known as Sam DeSero. It's like Ric Flair. Do you need to say all the things that he's had? That's Ric Flair, the greatest wrestler of all time, Sam DeSero. Enough said, Windy City Wrestling. Enough said, the legacy that he built and what came off of him. It's like a, it's like, it's like a, a family tree. You started with Sam DeSero, and, and everyone broke off from Sam DeSero and started their own wrestling companies, PWI, which then became PCW, became Classic Championship Wrestling, which became POW. Then you had, off of PCW, you had AAW that came off of PCW. You've had a lot of companies come off of other companies Blitz, you know, a lot of different right. people of, of, of other people. So when three key companies come together, because keep this in mind, in Chicago 19 years ago, it was only Windy City, which I called WWF, PWI, which was like WCW, and the LWF, which was like ECW. Three great companies offering three different things to different people. And the thing is that Billy Wack just did just as much to innovate in Chicago. Right, Buddy Rogers has a lot to innovate, and you know it takes a team effort. It's not just one guy. I mean, when right. people look at this, all the success you've had, PL, I said, wait, does this mean it's a team effort? Rick Knight, Rick Rocket, Wally Wild, you know, Jared Priest, or JT. Well, Sonic, and and that's 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 the thing that people didn't realize with RWF. Everybody's like, "Oh, RWF is 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 Sean David Hubbard's fed," and it's like, no, there there are more people involved in this. Because if it were, just, I, 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 PL and I can both tell you, if it was one man running a promotion, and this is where at the end of Extreme Championship Wrestling it fell on its ass because Paul Heyman was trying to handle everything. One guy cannot handle all the hats of. of everything that needs to be done to successfully run a wrestling promotion. Well, it does at, take at, a team. Look, look at the past success of the show that I was just at, Dreamwave. Dreamwave is more than just Jay Repsol. Jay Repsol right. is, is the leader of, of the organization, and he has how many people running it from the people doing the television to the commentating to the wrestling to his, to his mom looking at the ticket booth. You know, right. it's a team effort. And the thing is that people fail to realize this. So when you talk about that, going back to that show, it took three companies to draw 700 people. But keep this in mind, tickets were $10. They weren't right. $15, $30. Also, right. 
you had you had this resurgence of hate to say a lot of people came to see the Windy City guys, just like at at, at Wrestle Rage we got the Zebra Kid, we got right. the Unthinkables coming, we got Sam DeSero. So I hate right. to say it, some of these shows are like old movies. They're only really showing up not to the wrestling, they're showing up to see the guys that they grew up watching. And that's exactly. not to take that's not to take away from the wrestling show that night, but. When you say that the Untouchables are going in the Powell Hall of Fame or the Zebra Kid, who is a very class act that I remember growing up watching on television, who I get to, who I, who was um, got the recipient of um, Legend Award at the uh, Midwest Reunion, which you didn't know about. So you look at all these things, and it's more than just one thing. It's an event. So that's why Powell's event this weekend is going to be eight great matches, but you have new things showing up and that adds to the mystique of the show. So when you go back to the 700 people, it's great and you do it again. And yes. how did you follow up from those shows? Because are those 700 people going to come to a dynamic show? Uh, w show or an ARW show? Those three companies have shows coming up at the end of this month. Um, ARW has a show in of the day before Thanksgiving on Wednesday night, right. their anniversary show. You have Dynamic, who's doing a Black Friday show. Then right. you have CSW. So, again, it's good to draw seven people. What did you do to capitalize on that success? And well, and, I, and, and that's one of the things we've talked about, CL, is everybody kind of in the wrestling business kind of gets stuck in this complacency of, hey, we drew, we're drawing 350 people, we're selling the building out, and we have no desire to do bigger than that. And I think that's where a, a lot of the problems in the business lie today is because, you know, you don't have people that, have, that see the, the opportunity of going from 350 to 500 and from well, 500 the, to 700. Well, the problem is, as you know, and everybody knows in the Midwest, you can normally draw, the old adage was, you draw 100, 150 with your own talent. You go 250 right. up here if you got a, if you're your ticket price. Because remember, it's more than just wrestling. It's ticket prices. It's your budget. How did you promote the event? What did you do? Did you flyer? You know, were your, how did your flyers look? Did you just right. flyer the, the shopping center and then you called a day? Or did you actually go to a wrestling event? like Impact or MLW, and did you flyer it? See, the thing is, is that a lot of people, and I hate to say this, don't listen. In 19 years, I've had successes, and I've had a few missteps. But I've right. from those missteps. If it wasn't for the missteps, we've had dreams with um, the girl, uh, Canel, Maria Canellis, slipped off of the uh, apprentice in Trump. We thought it was going to be great. Well, what happened? Up their price, wasn't as successful as it was, but if we went back to a normal price, we would have done better. But what happened off, what did we learn from that? We learned not to book next time. It wasn't her fault. But when things changed, we came back with Bret Hart and Mick Foley in, at the Oakland Pavilion, drew 15 people. We came back and Ooh. brought the ultimate winner. We brought in Sting. So you learn from what you've done, but it takes a team effort to run a show. So 700 people is great, but if you draw 200 people per your next show, and you didn't promote those 700 people walking out and knowing when that next show is, it was all worth for nothing. 
because it was like Blitz. Blitz uh, for a while had big shows. They brought all these big name guys. Where are they now? Right. They're right. Windy City after twenty some years. Their last show, I think, drew and I, and I don't hold me to this, but that one of their last their Battle of the Belts drew 150 people. Said the way you want to go out. Why did PCW close? Because we knew at the time we and this coming up on five years already. Five years ago, after Ricky Steamboat show, we said, you know what? We brought everybody in. Let's go out where everyone still wanted more. We did it all, saw it off. Everyone got older. Fifteen years later, we said, hey, let's call it a day. Let's l- live on our legacy. And that's what we did. So the current batch of companies can work together, can can promote, but it takes – you have to stand back far enough to see the – and that's what most companies can do. And when people been calling my phone and going off the hook, PL, what do you suggest? Your ideas. Check one, two, check one, two. And I've been getting calls night. So it's it's a win-win situation for me. Hello? Steve, we heard you. Speak, please. Yeah, no, no. I, I was doing something else. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, listen how pretty. Listen how pretty you sound. Ooh. Sorry. Yeah. I just gotta look keep going, going, please. <laughs> Next. I'm sorry, P.L. I got excited there. Oh, that's right. Sorry, darling. <laughs> okay, where were you? Um, what before oh. I had a conip a conniption right there, you know? Kind of, oh. yeah. I had a cow. <laughs> oh. But that, good. but that's that's the state of wrestling right now in Chicago. You have a lot of companies, but they're still mm-hmm. all chasing the same piece of cheese. People can innovate differently and say well, we're going to do this and do that. But the end of the day is. Are you building your company just to show the other companies you're better than them or just to make a point? Because some companies are built on, hey, let's stick it to this other company. And that's what it is. It's, it's a bunch of athletes that have these egos that aren't business. They're basically trying to show, I'm this good, or I'm this great, my company's better than your company. Well, it's about pro wrestling. Got <clears throat> in this business because you're fans of the sport. And some of these guys fail to realize that in the real world, they're a bunch of nobodies. Hey, this is great. I'm got to the top. But you know what? In the real world, <laughs> I got a mortgage and a job to take care of my business. I got a family yeah. to work in. Exactly. So these, some of these other guys have to live their gimmick. They have to be that person 24-7 because their real world isn't fun. You know, it isn't fun they being found it. in public. And that's what happens with these guys. These guys think, well, I'm a wrestler or I'm this guy. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> For an extra dollar, you can get a can of pop just like me, John Q. Public. So, well, we, the, know, yeah. we know that Pow will not be this this weekend. I don't think I've ever played one of these before, but uh, Steve Kane is with us now, and we can thank him for this. This Saturday night at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory, Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star-studded car of unexplainable matches featuring the Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Waller in a fully empty arena match. Our main event, Arnold Zippel Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV 
in a fans bring the steel cage parts match. Admission is just one dollar because that's all this crap is worth. That's craptastic wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at 6 p.m. Matches start whenever we feel like it. Be there! And what's funny is, when I came came up with that, and I did uh, um, Jerry Idol versus Austin Lawler, at that point there was no idea in the back of my mind or probably anybody else's that... uh, Within uh, just a matter of a couple of weeks, we were going to get uh, Bill Dundee on this show. So, you know, hey, things things do things do happen. Indeed. What'd you think of that, Tio? Well, it's not the first time you have a, uh, as Jim Cornette, a indie outlaw mud show, but. <laughs> <they're pretty good. laughs> Yeah. All right. That's yeah. That's that's sort of that's sort of where the where the idea for that uh, spot came up from was uh, Jim talking about uh, you know about mud shows. Um. So PL, are you going to be involved in this new Chicago Land Championship Wrestling that is going to do studio wrestling back in Chicago in 2020? You know the you know the thing is is what's interesting is that when you when you're ready to step back from the business, the the business as I always tell people, the business is like the mop. Once you're in it, you're in it, you're out of it. And Bingo. I tell people, and and I told people this is a true story. Um, I'm sitting uh, at the XWF with Hawk, and there's there's uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, who. <sighs> No, you might not like, but he's a heel man. And, well, some people, you know, when you don't like certain heels or you just, he's not yeah. your guy, you, you still respect what he's done. And so when I told him, I said, wrestling's like Christmas. You see the snowflakes falling down. Everyone's, you know, singing Christmas carols, presents in the air. And there you see Santa Claus. And at that moment, you say, "I want to be—I want to be part of Christmas. I love Christmas this much." You go up to Santa Claus and you say, "You know, you might not be Santa Claus, but you want to be one of the elves." At that moment, you say, "Santa, I love Christmas. I want to be part of it." At that moment, Santa goes, "Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas!" Pulls down the beard. At that moment, you say, "Fat man, put the beard back up. I'm going to be a fan." I don't want to be part of Christmas in that way. I don't want to know the tricks of how you get all the Christmas presents done. I want to sit be a fan or, okay, Santa, I know you can't get all those presents to the houses every night, but I want to be an elf. And that's right. how wrestling is. Some people want to yeah. be elves. Some people think they're going to be Santa Claus. And some people would rather just be a fan because they don't have to go through all the BS of the internet and read this story and this person hated this person. I grew up at 13 watching wrestling. I thought it, I, I believed in it. I, I didn't, I didn't even think of that. It was a work. I just, I just, I didn't want to know how they did the tricks. I just watched it. That was me. And that's what happened. Vince McMahon pulled back the curtain the magic lost a little luster. 
and everybody thought they could be it. But the business changed. There's no territories anymore. People, there's no advantage of going to wrestling school full-time to be a wrestler because the money's not there. So the thing is, is that when people look at me and say, hey, 19 years, I've done it all, I've seen it all, books, I've worked with the legends, I've worked with the Chicago Knicks, and I met Road Warrior Hawk, became friends with him, managed got hit on the head with a coconut by Jimmy Superfly, stuck a worked with Jim Cornette, came out of retirement to work against me. Bobby the Brain, he came out at my at our PCW show. I worked against, bump, took a bump from me. The last bump before that was from Hogan. He broke the book. I've lived a good life. I've done it all, mm-hmm. seen it all. I'm the old man now after 19 years sitting on the hill. You know what? Maybe I'll go back and watch 1985 and enjoy what it was fun. But going yeah. to Chicagoland Championship Wrestling or any other company in Chicago, the phone always is on. Now, if they're willing to listen, they can listen. But it has to be the right company, the right person, the right situation for me to decide I'm going to do something besides what I'm doing now. So once that announcement happens or doesn't happen, I will be more happy to call up and come on this great radio show that has helped promote PL Myers and my events and tell you, hey, by the way, this is what I'm doing now. So I yeah. can't say that the, there's a, the future is with Chicago Land Championship Wrestling or anywhere else until I do what I have to do first. Because after 19 years and situations, you know, sometimes it's better to take a step back because I don't watch really WWE or AEW. I listen to Jim Cornette's podcast and I watch the NWA Power Hour because it reminds me of studio wrestling for the NWA. But that's about it. And so uh, so for me to give advice to another company, yeah, I'm old school, but I'm going to tell you how to make money because what worked in PCW works for anybody else because it's business 101. My background is business. My background is promotion. And not to sound cocky, but more convinced, I'm the best at what I do. Nobody else can do it. You can be a better manager than me. Sure, you're better on the stick. You're flashier. But you know what? Fonzie taught me, who was on your show, and thanks to you, Fonzie taught me you have to be a well-rounded manager. You just don't go out there and manage your guy. You have to promote. You have to learn how to run a company. You have to load things because you have to add value. Because if you just add, if you don't have the value, you're going to go nowhere. And that's why people have come to me and said, hey, what's your suggestion? Who do you recommend? So maybe, you know, maybe we'll see down the road. But right now, it's I'm focused on how this weekend. And beyond that, I have a Midwest champion, Matt DeWater, to worry about. I have Cognito Jones, the jack-of-all-trades, who's in my corner with me because together no one can stop us along with managing Dave Rydell and Dr. Jeff Luxon against Joey Cece and his nephew, who's an amateur wrestler that wants to step in the ring and play with the big boys. Well, we have somebody else that likes to play with the big boys. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey Roth. Well, 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 finally your little show here has some world-class talent on it. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, what's up, baby? How's it hey, going, sweetheart? 
Hey, world class talent. I've been I've been on I've been on this show for five years. Where have you been, pal? <laughs> uh, see, that's exactly what I'm saying. You've been on this show for five years, and it took you five years to get the greatest of all time on. So what does that say about you? <laughs> well, that says that says that uh, that says that uh, you don't have, you don't answer messages on Facebook. That is true. That, is true. that means that, that just mic drop. That just means I got. That just means I got to hire some better uh, a better assistant because there were some people are dropping the ball on some certain things out there. So you know, just like the women in my life, it's just a revolving door of different things. So I just got to hire some uh, better people. Say, I've seen. Anyway. I've seen. I've seen your. I've seen your assistant, Joey. Uh, yeah, I thought. I thought you. I thought you didn't hire her for her uh, typing or dictation skills. Well, oh, it was Roxy sort Ryan? of mixed, too. Roxy. Oh, yeah, I, hired, I, I, I did hire her for her uh, dictation skills. So let's just that right there. <laughs> um, Joey, I don't mean to, I don't mean to bring up bad times, but uh, I don't yeah. know if you're going to remember me, but you used to wrestle for Wicked Wrestling Alliance back in the day as one of the super villains, and I yes, am Talon's little brother. Yeah. Oh, oh Talon, Talon's yes. little brother. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, I'm like, I do remember you. Oh, how is <laughs> doing? I, I have not seen him since since uh, the wicked, wicked days. How's he doing? Uh, he's he's doing good. I'm doing good. I've got my own promotion yeah. now and stuff, and trained and went oh. through all the riffraff, wrestled for a little while. My knees feel it. When you talk about wicked pro wrestling, yeah, that, that that was a lot of riffraff, but it was a, it was a wonderful. LaSalle was a great place to uh, the Knights of Columbus Hall was a great place to to put on shows. I have oh, a lot of and, and you know what? Uh, you guys, uh, it was actually funny. I got to looking at your picture, and I'm like, son of a bitch, I know him from somewhere. And I showed it to Hell, <laughs> and he's like, that's one of the supervillains. I was like, I wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You know, those those were fun and times. I won't, and I won't talk about how far back Joey and I go. Um, let's put it this way. Joey... Uh, Joey hadn't hit puberty yet when uh, I first met him. Oh, wow. It was so far back. It was so far back. Moby Dick was a minnow. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> oh! Nothing's a lot like a baby. Yeah. Um, so Joey, you will be a part of Wrestle Rage 17 this weekend in Addison, Illinois, as well as PL Myers. It's their 17-year anniversary. I know both of you guys have been with Power Entertainment for quite some time. What does this 17-year anniversary feel like uh, for the company as a whole? Well, I think the 17-year anniversary just proves that Power Entertainment is one of the big boys in Chicagoland wrestling. The last 17 years, I mean, let's look, look at Wicked. Look at all these other different kind of wrestling companies that are out there. Who else has reached 17 years? Nobody. Right. Power has. Right. Right. It's a phenomenal thing to be a part of. It's more phenomenal for Pow to have me as a part of it. <laughs> Seventeen years—that's that, saying something. I mean, it started, you know, with Jimmy Blades and everybody. It just just kept them building and building into what it is right now. And seventeen, going on eighteen, nineteen, twenty—who knows what the future brings for all this? I can I can definitely see it hitting its twenty-year anniversary, uh, which. You know, there's a lot of feds that have run Illinois and beyond, but I know I know a certain rotten individual likes to claim that his company's been around almost 30 years at this point. But 
Um, These are real years. These are years that have been operating and being run consistently. These are not, you know, we run here, we run there, there's years off. This is a consistent 17 years that CCW now how has been running and you got another you've got another legend there that uh, passed through Wicked going to be there too Saturday night Eric Freedom. Uh, look at everything that that guy's done in the wrestling business, Mike. And he's still going. Like I remember back in the day, he used to come around here and everybody called him Pop. And now, yeah. now, now you know you look at him and it's like, wow, man. And and Steve's even worked with Freedom, and Freedom is one of the classiest. Wow guys that you will ever meet he was on this program in its earlier days and uh you know freedom still going strong i remember some of the feuds he had down here my god um freedom, and there's video freedom freedom is a good guy keith, keith richard looks at eric freedom and go, oh my god how's that guy still alive <laughs> <laughs> right that's I mean, a good one pop, joe that's a good if, one if you could if, if you could pop keith richards you could pop anybody <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, Keith's been Keith's actually been actually been dead for twenty years. Uh, just uh, nobody's had the heart to tell him yet, so he'd get in the box. <laughs> well, that's all right. I'll, I'll tell him. I'll, I'll tell him that next time I see him at the I mean, next party. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, come on, this guy, this guy has outlived Michael Jackson and Farrah Fawcett and Keith mm-hmm. Moon. I mean, come on. And David Bowie. And and Smith in the back seat. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sounds like my kind of party. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm start I'm start I'm starting to think that uh, he's one of these uh, that actually that he's a walker. Yeah. Who Eric or Keith Richards? I think both of them, right? Yeah, both of them. <laughs> no man, I, I think Keith Richards is a muppet. I I don't doubt it. I'm I don't doubt it. I'm sure he's had a lot of hands up his butt. Yeah, Nina Pellenberg <laughs> for sure. Um, and so, oh and, and anybody who's old enough to know who Nina Pallenberg is, well, um, you know, hey, I don't know. Um, you know, Power Entertainment. I'll explain. I, I'll explain to you later, Katie. Okay, Power good. Entertainment has run all over Illinois. They've ran some in Iowa. I mean, they, they've been around. Uh, I think really? they even did some just stuff. Just out of Wisconsin. I think. Uh, I think the other place that they went, and I don't know whatever happened to him, there was a guy, I think his name was Shane Rich, if I remember correctly. And they ran down yeah. in Tennessee with him some. So I know, you know, the, Powell has stood the test of time in the Chicagoland area. Not many other feds can say that, that, have, you know, are in Chicago or been in Chicago. Um, yeah, that's, exactly. That's a, I mean, they, that's the big you know, you, thing, you, 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 you know. Yeah, P.L. Myers. P.L. Myers knows exactly what it takes to run a successful wrestling organization. I mean, look how long he lasted. I mean, he lasted a very long time, and 
You know, I still think uh, T.L. Myers can be running anything, anywhere, anytime. I mean, he is without a doubt the, uh, the measuring stick when it comes to Chicago Land Pro Wrestling. People might say somebody else, you know, it's a godfather or something like that, which is fine, which is fine. But, you know, P.L. Myers definitely needs to be put in that conversation at the very tippity-top of Chicago Land Pro Wrestling. Well, and that's just it. Uh, you know, we talked about that before you got here about Sam Desparo and how Sam just doesn't really want that moniker. He just wants to be known as Sam Desparo. And you know, Sam, he's, Sam, Sam's, a, Sam's a great guy. Sam's a very good guy. I've never been chopped by him. I always suck him. <laughs> uh, yeah, there there have been some people that 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 have uh, you know I had my brother threaten one time that he was going to put me in the ring with uh, Willie the Bomb Richardson and let me take the potato punch. I said no, that'll be a cold day in hell. <laughs> uh, well, the, good thing, the good thing with Willie is all you got to do is stand on his left left hand side and he'll just spin around in circles. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a true statement, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I, I always, you guys I have, speak the truth. You guys, I want to just give a quick note. You guys have passed through the Illinois Valley, and something that I put together with my brother and you know some other people that have been a part of promoting down here is we have opened the icons of the Illinois Valley, where we're honoring the men and women that have paved the way for wrestling and uh, gave their generous contributions to the pro wrestling area down here, which I found uh, documentation of going back in the 1950s, maybe even earlier than that, that that people have said. Uh, But what I can find on record is the 1950s for pro wrestling here around LaSalle. And for it to be around here that long and have promotions still running the area, that's that's something huge. So I want to thank you guys for being a part of the area. Um, you know, Joey, you were one of the super villains. Yeah. I was a teenager. It was a cool gimmick. Um, you know, it got over. Yeah, it, it, I sold a lot. Of, hey, I sold a lot of t-shirts, and that you know, when it comes <laughs> down to it, it's just how many gimmicks you sell. I see that goes for shows. I mean, from the fifties and so on. I mean, it just shows you what kind of a sport, and I use the word sport, the professional wrestling is. It doesn't matter if you're on TV every single Monday night or Wednesday or whatever the hell is going on. It's just something that's a constant thing. You know, when this is all said and done, when we're all getting gone, there's still going to be pro wrestling out there. And that's the greatest thing that you ever could possibly just to be a part of all this kind of stuff, you know. And right. me being the greatest, me being the greatest part of it all, you know, it's just downhill from here, you know. <laughs> uh, I'll have to talk to Steve Kane about your check to get into the 2020 icon. Well, uh, yeah, well, I, I, I don't think Steve can like you too much, but that's okay. <laughs> I think I posted yeah, something. Yeah, let's put it this way. The supervillains and uh, the Dean have uh, had more than their fair share of run-ins over the years. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. Back in uh, Wicked, back in uh, IUWA and all these other things. I love Steve. Steve's a great guy. Yeah. Um, hey. You know the other guy we love, yeah, pretty good too, kid. In the 2020 icon <laughs> is PL Myers, and I want to tell a quick story. Uh, PL okay. is responsible for a lot of uh, help with Revolution Championship Wrestling, which was here from 2003 to 2005. Brought in some of the biggest names that the area had ever seen. 
One of the big right. names who told a story about the last time he was on was about Bam Bam Bigelow and, and traveling with Bam Bam Bigelow. But there were other people that he got to travel with. PL, did you get to travel with Sabu, or did he come in on his own accord? No, he came on his own. And, uh, you know, is, with, a, with a lot of these different guys that came down, you know, it's, it's how they booked them and how they brought them down. And I think that's what makes the Illinois Valley great is that, you know, um, if you're going back real quick, uh, the, the the fan base of LaSalle and the Illinois Valley is so great and passionate. I mean, just, I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube, but Ali, WWE superstar, future world champion, showed up at Dreamwave. Yes, I did see that. Yeah. Why that, that? That's he first. actually, in fact, he had a piece that was on CBS Evening News today. Yep. So the thing is that that's how important that wrestling is because WWE would not allow that to happen if wrestling wasn't that sale. And that well, goes and to Jay Ray. Ali and that goes to the fan base. And that's what I've been part of. And to know, you know, to be part of helping out Jay in any way I could have, which I appreciate his opportunity giving to me. So it's a two-way street. And that's what your guys are talking about. Wrestling is it's a two-way street. It's got to be a win-win situation, and took down the Illinois Valley to be part of the be, you know, RCW be part of Dreamwave, and to know you guys, to know the Dean, to know Sean and his passion, and Dean's passion, and, and talking to Katie, her passion. I mean, this is what makes it special. This is a good part of wrestling. The bad part of wrestling is the business, side because everybody uh, wants to even, and everyone wants to mess it up. The thing is that. Real quick, because I'm not—I don't want to take away from Joey's time because he's very talented. No, that's, no, 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 no. Give the microphone and floor to you guys. Is that my real? Because I promised Katie I would tell her the story about Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Jimmy Superfly Snuka, a legend. My first action figure that was bought by my grandparents that lived in a farm was Jimmy Superfly Snuka. I met mm-hmm. Jimmy Superfly up at Milwaukee. He signed that figure because that figure meant so much to me because my grandparents bought it for me because they they believed in my passion for wrestling. Then I meet Jimmy Superfly. We bring him at the 20-year anniversary of the Road Warriors, and we came up with this idea that we're going to do the whole Piper's Pit reenactment 19 years later, 20th anniversary of the Road Warriors. So I talked to Rowdy Piper. Unfortunately, he wanted a little too much money, so I decided to dress up like Rowdy Piper. Spent 800 bucks to kill. I had the bagpipers, real bagpipers. And I was going to confront Jimmy Superfly Snuka. That morning, Jimmy, he never asked the magician not to do it, but you see the video, the boys decided, hey, we're going to put the coconuts on PL. I went out and bought a coconut. I opened it, took out all the coconut meat, put it back together with wood glue. That thing, when I dropped it on the ground, wouldn't break. I said, they're going to kill me. So I asked Jimmy Superfly Snuka, I said, he says, brother, you got a beer bottle. No, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. You don't have one. So he grabs a glass from the, the sink, puts it in a towel, and he needed to break it. All of a sudden, he walks in the bathroom, you hear, Whoosh, and you hear, uh-oh. What do you mean, uh-oh? Jimmy broke the sink to break the glass, the glass break. So he, started, so he decides to sit down and hits it on the ground, and then the glass breaks. So he starts shaving the coconut down. And all of a sudden, some smart-ass guy 
Aaron Esley, who's a reporter who's doing stuff with the Road Warriors, says, hey, y'all, he's a promoter. You can ask for more money. First of all, I'm not the promoter. So Jimmy decides to be a smart aleck, starts down cutting out the coconut. Five minutes later, I'm thinking he's going to kill me. He goes, brother, I need a ride to the airport. I said, I'll drive you, Jimmy. (laughs) Starts shaving it down. Puts a few holes in the coconut. That night, Jimmy's like looking from over a thousand people. Everyone's cheering. Here comes here they hear the bagpipes. Go Easton's in the crowd. Everyone thinks Roddy Piper's here. Who comes out through the curtain with a signed Roddy Piper T shirt? Kilt bagpipers just like in Met Square Garden. The same three bagpipers it took to do that come to the ring, people wanted to kill me. I get in there. They said, if you don't hit me, I'm going to hit you. I had a video on the screen of Roddy Piper put me up and grabbed the coconut and knocked me out. So the wow. thing is that things come full circle, and that's what wrestling is all So, again, I appreciate all you three for promoting P.L. Myers, and if it wasn't for you guys, the fans, promoters, I would never have lived my dream to manage the Road Warriors, become friends with Hawk. I've never been able to put the 20-year anniversary sh- tribute show together that no one did around the country 20 years to the day with Paul Ellering. The last time all three were together, they won the PCW title. And three months later, Hawk died of enlarged heart at 46. So me sitting here at 47, a year past Hawk's age when he died, I'm blessed of what I have to work with Bobby Heenan, Jim Cornette, Bill Alfonso, Paul Ellering, the list goes on. So, gentlemen and young lady from Canada, from Toronto, thank you for giving me the opportunity tonight to promote my show that I'm on tonight on Saturday, POW, with Matt DeBar, Cognito Jones, and I turn this ship back to Joey Roth, who is the, one of the most talented managers I have known, and I will always wear Joey's merchandise because he's a good guy in and out of the ring. It's the first trip, oh, but you're a good guy. So I'm going See, to that's, go. That's the best thing about P.L. Myers is he just left his husband with all the time. So, gentlemen, I will talk to you later. Joey, the floor yeah, is yeah. yours. Yes, sir. Yeah. All, my all right. Man. And you know, and you know what? I, I, really love that, I, I really love that coconut story because ever since that time, P.L. has been hitting the head with a lot of nuts ever since then. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Oh All my right. God. Wow. All right. Oh we are going to take our song break. We're going to come back. We're going to have more of Joey Roth. Uh, we're going to we're going to talk to oh. Hugo Savinovich, the uh, legend that he is, and uh, we'll have more wrestling authority. He's got radio. the inside story of a big scoop. scoop concerning Crown Jewel. Yep. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Wait. You're listening to. Wrestling Authority Radio on the Absolution Radio Network, live and exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. Yay! You make me vicious. Watch as I make the pain my missus. You can call me Miss Malicious. I'll dress you up in stitches. No, I cannot resist it. If it don't hurt, I get suspicious. I like to take the knife and twist it. Yeah, my 
live on blog talk radio we are back we are live with joey roth talking about wrestle rage 17 this saturday night in addison illinois with power entertainment and at this time I'd like, to introduce, I'd like to introduce a legend in the world of lucha libre ladies and gentlemen Ooh. hugo savinovich hello guys hey. Hello, everybody. Hola, 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 hermano. Que paso? It's been a tough, uh, it's been a tough week, but I'm hanging in. Yeah, it has, brother. Yeah, it has. Our deepest sympathies, my man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yes. So, Joey, Uh, my wife, my my wife, my wife passed away. It's gonna be a week, and then yesterday, my older sister passed away too. Oh, oh my oh, God! Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, heavy, heavy stuff. All, all uh, the love oh and support goodness. to you, Hugo. All the love and support to you, my friend. Yes, uh, uh, and, oh. but I'm still working. I'm still working. I'm tomorrow. I'll be headed to Mexico to do the uh, live show on Twitch from Mexico and tape for Space TV. So. I'm working on the show that my wife and I started, and I will finish it, producing the Fight Forever with uh, Brett and Hitman Hart uh, tribute. And I just got today the tickets for him and his son, and I got uh, all the tickets for the guys from Mr. Kennedy and uh, uh, RBD, Katie Forbes, Camille Brickhouse, Eva Lee, Carissa Rivera, Teddy Hart. I got L.A. Park. I got Blue Demon. Uh, I got everybody, 10 matches, and my wife wanted to do this, so 
I'm I'm still working on it so we could get it done the 23rd in in Puerto Rico. That is going to be a yeah. That is going to be a huge event. That is actually my birthday. And Hugo, I'll tell you what. Uh, if I could be there for my birthday, that brother, I would be there in a heartbeat. Um, I'm definitely, you know, it is on my bucket yeah. list to attend a, a show that Hugo Savinovich promotes because you are one of the toughest promoters. You've got some of the biggest names coming to Puerto Rico uh, on the 23rd of November. And my goodness, what, a, what an amazing event that will be in Puerto Rico. And, yeah, uh, the, I have another. I have another match there between two giants. I'm calling it when monsters collide. Uh, Brian Cage against Killer Cross. So I got I got oh some big big matches on. Yeah, big, big wow. Oh, I would give. Yeah, you. I would give. I would give my good arm, my left arm, to be working backstage for you that night, my brother. Seriously, <laughs> I gotta tell. I gotta tell. I I've seen this guy before. He is. Phenomenal! He is without a doubt one of the future brightest stars that you could ever possibly see. I'm, you know what? I think I'm going to go sell some bottle cans and get myself to Puerto Rico to go see this match, man. This sounds like unbelievably <laughs> wonderful. Here, that is so friggin' fantastic! Good. And for you to do something like this in, in, in memory of honor of your wife, buddy, she, she's she's looking down at you, smiling, my friend. Darn right. Yes, yes, very. Yeah, very very happy, very happy. To, I just about an hour ago, I I also put out another scoop, and WWE is probably going crazy now. How do I get this information for the Mexico show they have on November Arena Ciudad Mexico? Uh, I just said to the fans that the name of Andrade will be announced the same day as they will announce the opponent for Cain Velasquez. So I just I just had that on on my page about an hour ago. So oh my! I, 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 say what? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, and Hugo's also Guys, Hugo got has, Hugo has launched many time. scoops on 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 this show. He without without oh, directly telling you. us, he told us that LAX was coming to AAA, and yeah. not more than a week later. Boom. There they were. Yes. Hugo, I want to talk to you about all the controversy that is surrounding WWE Crown Jewel. Yes, my friend. I just want to say that I knew what was happening uh, right when it was happening, but because of the talent being in the, uh, in, right there still in the country, I did not say anything, but I was I already had the information when when they did not let it let the plane go, but it was so dangerous because already of the history of the things with the with the uh, Saudi Arabia and the way they behave, that I just mm-hmm. kept my mouth shut until until the plane left. Once the plane left, then I had you know I said what I said, and by now you know that the wife of. Uh, Carl Anderson made a statement on her own on her own page about yes. you know n- never again that the, the husband was like a uh, like kidnapped and you know they said it and that's the wife of one of the guys that was there and they might be trying to sugarcoat it but it was it was it wasn't good it was bad yeah I mean Rusev Rusev just tweet pray for us brother and that's you know when I when I saw that. After after 
I I seen the report that you had broken. I was like, oh my god. I mean, I'm looking at this, and and then I read Buddy Murphy going never again, and and all of these things, and it's like, got done. Good lord, yeah. this. I mean, you know. Yeah. But you know, you know, you know what, you know what is happening though, because of there is so much money involved right now. It's it's what is called politically, you know, correctness. Like you're not supposed to talk about it. But I'm not, I'm not under, I'm not under contract with them, so I don't have to play by their rules. And and I respect WWE. I respect every company because I love this business. But you know, I like I like to to say that the truth has to be told because you gotta protect the talent. And so, uh, when there's so much money involved, uh, you get away with a lot of stuff, and that's very dangerous. And especially yeah. when you're in a different country, like if you're in Saudi Arabia, you, you do not get away with things you can get away with in America. All right, that's the whole yeah. good thing about. So- because you have these guys like Carl Anderson's wife, you have uh, uh, Luke Harper and all those guys posting the real truth instead of the spin or the swerve that the uh, head honchos at WWE are going to give you. Okay, it, it, it's a different time nowadays. You can't sit there and lie to people. The truth is going to come out, and it's great to finally hear the truth that came out. Yeah, sure, people are saying this and that and the other thing about, oh, it's about money. Oh, it's about, you know what, this is your lives on the line. Who knows what could have happened? Yes, yes. And you know what, you know what is happening? Right now, they, tr- they are trying to find out how the heck did I get in New York City, how did I get this information? Because now they know that I knew that uh, because I texted somebody, and that text was when uh, the guys were still, the whole crew was still there, but I did not do anything public. I just, I just texted somebody that, that said, you know, pr- uh, pray, the, the word was pray for us. And I said, oh, my goodness, this is not, this is not good. And uh, the, I have a friend there for many years that is a very important person in, in, in Saudi Arabia that I know because years ago when we had the VHS of wrestling, remember that we, we used to have VHS before the DVD and all that. We, I, I, I have a lot of VHS. Yes, so in those types of countries, uh, a lot of wrestling was not allowed on VHS if you had uh, or Jewish wrestler or girls wrestlers. And if uh-huh. you had like too much blood, if you had too much blood, they were censored. But I had a friend who's still my friend who will get it through another country and then like sell this in the black market over there, which, which is like almost as dangerous as if you were bringing in any other, you know, illegal substance or whatever. So mm-hmm. I had that friendship for many, many years. And when the, the person came over to a certain part of, of this side of the world, it just happened that I had the connection for a big resort, and I, I, I hooked them with the people there, and uh, that person was able to bring, like, his whole family only cost them, like, half of the money. So we have always kept a good friendship, and, and he, he or she said, whatever you do, just please do not mention my name because this, this could be very bad for me. So I, I, I knew exactly what was happening when it was happening. This is this was like wow. this was this was big and 
you know, I have a policy. I, I produce and promote shows around the world, and I do the whole uh, contract signing and get the guarantees for the boys. I always try to get the guys the most money, the best hotels. But uh, my wife and I will go, and we did not leave that country till the last talent left that country, and none of my guys or girls will go into the ring without getting paid before they did the meet and greet or before they went into the ring. I make sure that they signed and they got their money, and I will not leave that country until the last talent left. That's the only way I will, I will produce a show overseas to, to know that uh, we are a family, and if I bring them away from their home, their children, their loved ones, I'm going to do my best to take care of them and, and get them out of, out of the country and back to their loved ones. And I didn't buy it, and like uh, it was unfortunate. Yeah, it wow. was unfortunate that it happened. Yeah, it was unfortunate that right now it's a it's a more delicate situation because uh, there's so many millions, so much money involved that it's like. Right. Uh, I just hope that I just hope that whatever Vince does, that this will not happen again, and that the talent, it's uh, guaranteed, mm-hmm. it's it's safety. That's all. That's all. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're going to bring you a quick announcement real quick to cut in. Uh, tonight is an edition of Wrestling Authority Radio. Next week will be Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil as scheduled. Uh, the week after that, the 21st of November, we will be joined by the legendary Memphis superstar, Bill Dundee. And uh, yes, we will have we will have somebody else calling in before the night's over to announce somebody that's going to be joining us in uh, December. And I'm hoping that she calls while Hugo's still on because it's somebody that Hugo knows. All right. All right. So that will be a very fun announcement. Um, You know, we've got a lot of great things coming up. And I want to just say it again real quick. Pow Entertainment, Addison, Illinois, this Saturday night. Wrestle Rage 17. It's the 17 year anniversary of POW Entertainment. You should, if, if you're in my area, if you're listening to my voice and you're in the Chicagoland area, you need to get out to this show this weekend. 17 years of POW Entertainment, and there's some big matches. We heard from P.L. Myers, we've heard from Joey Ross. I mean, this thing's going to be you know huge. What, you, you, want, you, you, you want to talk about controversy. You want to talk about the entire Saudi Arabia thing. When you want to know even more controversy, wait till you see what Tron and Joey Ruff does to Trevor Blanchard and Kyle Blanchard at WrestleRage 17. You want to know international incident, you'll be at WrestleRage 17 this weekend to see what I'm going to do to the Blanchards. I'm going to conquer the Blanchards. Vince McMahon, if he was in that building, his feet would be on fire leaving that building because he doesn't want to be a part of anything of what I'm going to do. Just wait and see. Hugo, I wish you could be there too, my friend. Yes, it sounds good. Well, you could do 17 years of of wrestling the right way and celebrate 17 years. Brother, it's not easy to produce and it's promote right. and stay and stay in circulation with all the things that happen. So if you guys uh, please send me the, the uh, whatever you have of graphics, and I put it on Lucha Libre Online because we have around 575,000 followers, and we have a lot of people wow. in the Chicago area. So just send me that, and I'll put it. We'll put it on our page, 
and uh, you know whatever we could do to help, we're, we're there. That's why. That's why you are definitely a class act. That's why I've I know you. I mean, I, I don't know you personally, but I followed you for years and years and years from my commentary, from blah blah, blah from everything. That's why you were one of the class acts in the world of professional wrestling. There is not enough people like you out there. I wish everybody could be as wonderful and as caring and as passionate as you are. I mean, look, 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 look what you've gone through these past couple of weeks, and you're still doing what you need to do. That right there is so admirable. That coming from Joey Roth, man, I, I'm the meanest of the mean. I have, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of pride in you, man. I'm so happy to be talking to you. Thank you very much. This is the, this is the passion. This is the passion that I have in my heart, and I have in my heart. I fell in love with wrestling when I was five years old in Ecuador, my country. Mm. I saw El Santo in one of our matches with with a guy that had the beard, long beard, and his name was a monje loco, like the crazy monk. And this guy was a, a professor. Yeah, he was a professor of a university, but his gimmick was that, the long beard and the robe and the crazy monk. And that little boy, five years old, I saw him doing the topes, the flying planchas, and I said, I love this. And I told my mother, I want to be a wrestler. And that, and that was born when I was, that dream was born when I was five years old. And today, after my, my wife passed away, uh, I have even more desire of doing this because she was my partner for 30 years, and we did a lot of a lot of the projects and the 17 years with WWE and uh, shows around the world. If you ask the Hardys, the Young Bucks, Rey Mysterio, RBD, I mean, they were there. She took care of all of them with love, with respect, and uh, now I'm going to just continue to do what I do. And, you know, when, when you respect what you love, uh, then you really live a life. And that's why we're all yeah. here, because we love what we do. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's 100 people or 10,000 people or 100,000 people. You get the same to every single body, and you are the living embodiment of something like that. I wish everybody could just learn from the Yugoslavia school of being a wrestling fan and a wrestling promoter and a wrestling guru like you are. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Steve, I'm going to let you take in here. Since I know you wanted to cut in with something. Well, I got to say, because, because as I'm, because I'm looking at this, um, I'm, cause uh, this, I mean, we got this hit major, major press and I'm not just talking about uh, um, wrestling sites. Uh, Forbes brought in, brought in some, uh, brought in an article and uh there and in here they're talking about uh you know i don't know how much you know you go or how much you can say without you know saying too much but um apparently from uh from what the uh um forbes article is saying is that um there's uh some of the uh, some of the uh, WWE talent that are insisting that they quote can't wait to get out of the company, and then um, and then here's a and then here's another thing because um, apparently uh, so, uh, what it's also saying in addition to um, 
disputing these reports, uh, some felt insulted by WWE seeming to infer that those who were stranded were, quote, too lazy to make other travel arrangements. Um, and uh, and uh, Tyson Kidd, who's a backstage producer, Eric Young, Curtis Axel, and Scott Dawson of Revival all seem to take uh, swipes at the WWE statements. Um, and then uh, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, uh, went ahead and stirred the pot a little bit more um, facetiously posting up on Twitter. Shame on you lazy embarrassments to the company. Glad everybody made it home safely. Um, and uh, there's, and I mean that, and this is just, um, and this, and this just keeps, and this just keeps rolling. Um, even, even after um, everybody landed, there was, there was still a lot of, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, the postings on Twitter. And that, um, yeah, I mean, you know, here's one of them. Yeah, the uh, main thing, the main thing, the main thing there is that with the contract they have with SmackDown, you know that you know that if Vince if, or anybody in the company could have had had the opportunity to take the talent, they would have put it on another flight to anywhere in Europe and then charter a flight directly to the SmackDown arena. So you know that that wasn't the case because when you have a contract with NBC and USA Network or you have the Fox contract, you will do what you have to do to fight for those ratings and not to get hit with the people that are paying you over a billion dollars for five years of your product. So you know that what happened was not that they, the guys could not get other arrangements. It was just that they could not leave. <clears throat> Yeah. There's a reason why yeah. Brock, there's a reason why Brock Lesnar was allowed to leave because he, you know, according to Fox, he draws ratings. They don't care about Curtis Axel. I mean, they could have gotten Curtis Axel, they could have gotten Luke Harper, they could have gotten all those, Scott Dawson, all those guys out of there. But they care more about their cash cow and Brock Lesnar because they supposedly think he sells rating points, which is obviously, if anybody who's anybody knows, that's not true. Yeah, you know that. Well, you, they, well, you they, they, stop. go ahead, Julie. Okay, let me make sure that I that I do put out this situation. I I am not here to embarrass WWE or to say anything like that. This was what actually what actually right. did happen, and I had already told you guys that I was going to talk about it. But after I talk about this tonight, I will not touch this again because it's very okay. delicate here. There's there's a lot of other things that are happening, and 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 I just want to let it go. And whatever and whatever happens, let other people come out with the truth, but remember that Brock Lesnar had his own plane. So he, he yeah. left. They, 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 they wanted to stop the wrestlers, but they did not realize that Brock had his own plane. So they, they were going surprised. for the target of, yeah, they were, they were going for the target of that plane, thinking that everybody was there, not realizing that, well, Vince had his own plane, but Brock Lesnar 
had his own plan. You know, there's not too many wrestlers that have their own plans. So the guys, right. the guys there, the government did not really. Okay, they knew Vince had his own plan, but that was it. They, they were not counting that one of the biggest stars uh, had left with other uh, guys in the plane. So that was that was it. That's why right. that's why Heyman and and Brock were able to be at the arena. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because according to uh, what I've read. Since then, that's part of Brock's contract is that he gets a uh, private charter jet when he flies to do these shows over there, over there in uh, in Saudi. And so that was the case. That's why he came on first, um, had the had the quick match with uh, Velasquez, and then him and Paul and apparently Vince, you know, all got the heck out of that building and that. Um, now yeah. the other thing, now the other thing on this to you go, um, which, uh, which you mentioned in your, in your original reporting was the fact that apparently at that point, at least, um, the, uh, um, sports ministry still owed WWE money for the previous events and, this apparently was a uh, was a you know supposedly a sticking point with Vince at that at that time, and he ordered uh, he ordered the, the live feed not to be uh, broadcasted in in Saudi Arabia. So that got a lot of heat, and uh, I don't know the official part here, but I think when the government found out that this could be another scandal, which they cannot afford right now, they got enough heat as it is, I do believe that Vince got paid, but this doesn't erase the fact that, you know, you were basically holding American citizens for uh, some hours to make sure they will not get to the live event to get even with Vince. Yeah, yeah, that's just, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy when you... You know, when you sit there and you think about it, I mean, all these all these people and that that were that were on this, you know, on the on the on the main flight, which had not just uh, wrestlers but uh, crew members as well, and that, and they're all stuck on the ground, and you know, at the at that point what we're being told and obviously, you know, those of us who, you know, I mean, yeah, I've got inside contacts who work for WWE. In fact, one of them was in the main event, you know, um, and he's obviously not going to say anything because, you know, in his case, uh, definitely his, uh, his heritage could really have uh, caused a problem and that, and it's like, man, you know, it's like when you, when, the, when the truth comes out, you know, like a couple of days later, it's like, oh my God, you know, I mean, he could, he could have been in some, he could, especially him, could, he could have been in some real serious trouble there. And I'm sure that, uh, L, his wife would, has probably, since laid down the laid down the law and maybe said to him, "No, yo, you got your you got your main event. Um, you worked with you worked, you know, 
in a match that Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair were involved in, you're not going back. But let me tell you something, you know, when they put that big number with the zeros, there's such a big temptation because even though you go through a scary situation, you think, oh, this could help, you know, to secure the future of my family. So there's always that big risk. And, you know, the scary yeah. part that nobody, nobody's talking, the scary part that nobody's talking about it, but I will, I will yeah. right now is what well, about if this is a preview of what might happen with WWE if the king or the prince of, of uh, Saudi Arabia buy WWE for $8 billion? Wow. Because mm. remember, oh, yeah. Vince, Vince, Vince is opening up XFL, and for right. the first time, for the first time he said, he will listen to an offer, and if if Disney or the government in Arabia or one of the big companies gives him anything, UFC was sold for five billion dollars. Right now, WWE it's about eight billion dollars. They have so much merchandising and and programming. We live in an era of content, and just the stuff that Vince owns with the libraries of the biggest companies that are no longer around, but you have hours and hours of entertainment. Right. You've got all this other. So uh, it's scary to think that we, and I include myself as a, as, as a fan and, as, and somebody that worked there for 17 years, that this could be another property of the government and of uh, Saudi Arabia. Because a lot of people don't even know that oh, the top owners the top owners of uh, the what is the name of the car company? Uber is that Uber the correct uh, word? Uber? Yeah. Uh, the yep. taxi company. Yeah, Uber. They are the like some of the top. There's businesses around cities where we live that we don't know that Saudi Arabia controls a lot of stuff around the world. So not too many people, not too many people, uh, you know, want to mess with them. So. You know, so even even yeah. even with myself that I'm 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 nobody with a big, you know, company or whatever. You know, I was told to just, you know, don't say anymore because th- these people are are so powerful that they could do, or basically whatever they well we know already what they did. So uh, yeah, I just hope that whatever, yeah, I just hope that whatever happens. Wow, I wish that that they would not be the one that that. If 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 it sells, that they will not be the one to own WWE because I think it will be a disaster, and uh, they don't really know the product. You know, they they wanted guys there that are dead already. You know, famous people that no longer live. They 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 don't even know, but they they just they they buy things. They, for them, right. the world is like a for them the world is like a like a big toy, and I want it, and I'm gonna have it. How much is it? And so we, we this is bigger than what many people think because uh, a lot of things are happening with the XFL. We don't know a lot of stuff who's behind with Vince and we know that uh, that, that he lost about over $250 million in one day when he did not come back with a TV contract of the Middle East. So th- that Thursday was bigger right. than just the fact that, that just the fact that the boys did not get back. Yes, they were pushing, they're pushing the fact that two ladies, two girls, 
two athletes were able to compete in a country where just recently a woman could not even have a driver's license and all that. Mm -hmm. But uh, this is bigger than that. And do not forget that sometimes you will do things like this in order to get the heat off what is really happening to Saudi Arabia and, you know, that big disgrace a thing that happened. So WWE is part, yeah, part of a glamour sports yeah. entertainment uh, event uh, that, that puts the, that country into, see, we, we have the biggest WWE show in the world here. We're okay. See, we have two girls working in the ring. So, you know, we're not bad. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, we have our surprise here now that is going to announce uh, who will be with us who will be with us on December the 5th. Hey, that's two days after my birthday. Well, Jess hello, Blue, how are you? your favorite woman of mayhem. That's yes, my boo. Is. How are you guys? Um, uh. good. I'm absolutely excited that you were talking about the two women fighting. I understand that it may not be a big deal, but I served in the military in the deal. United States. And I was super proud. And when I talk about the fact that two women got to fight in a country that women weren't even validated when we started fighting in the 90s, I'm going to tell you that tears show up in my eyes because I am absolutely thrilled that two women went to battle in a country where women are, are property and not people. It was groundbreaking. But, but yeah. that is not why I called. I called because I love you guys so much. I got you an early Christmas present. And on December 5th, I'm that's going cool. to bring that's you my, my favorite, present. my favorite, oh, okay. it's border my tossing, yeah. super <laughs> Sean Hernandez is going to come and talk with you guys. He's going to be on your show then. Oh, hey. That's awesome. Thank you. That's an awesome birthday gift. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Yeah. You know I love you, girl. You, you know I absolutely yeah. love you. Yeah, you know you're my heart. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that, hey, you, and you go and you go know Sean quite well, don't you? You go. Yes, yes. High quality of a human being and almost almost perfection in the ring. Because I say almost, because I don't believe there's there's nobody perfect. But passion, timing, <laughs> ring psychology. Yeah, just great and he's stuff. Awful great stuff. On a poster. He's awful <laughs> on a poster too. I'm just gonna be honest with you on that. <clears throat> I will hey, actually party. get to be in the ring with him on the 23rd, 22nd, and 23rd of November. So um, we'll be we'll be sharing a ring in in uh, November, in November, and then I will a week later bring him home to meet my parents. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love this woman. Yeah, I think yeah. his wife might have something to say about that. Well, oh, we can too. No, 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 no. Oh, she can jump in the first You guys, too. come on now, come on. I get in the mind like one mom. of the older ones of all of us. I was talking about you guys. <laughs> oh my god. I get to meet her. But, mom. Cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah that that's that's gonna that's gonna be cool because uh, I've oh, I've been a I've been a big uh, I've been a big uh, Hernandez fan for. Uh, Many many years, so uh, this is definitely going to be uh, going to be great to get to actually uh, speak to him and that. Um, yes, 
No. He's incredible. He's a really great guy, and he's really, I mean, he's really great to to be a worker with, but he's also really great just to his fans and <coughs> just a pretty decent humanitarian, and he can throw a back of beer like nobody's business. So there you go. <laughs> it, sounds like it, sounds like, it sounds like the cheaper imitation of Joey Ross. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of Joey Ross, Speaking of Joey Roth, we now have Cognito yes. Jones with us, and they're going to be a part Those of a Cognito. huge event this Saturday night in oh. Addison, Illinois. It's POW Entertainment, Russell Rage 17. It's their 17-year anniversary, and Cognito will be with T.L. Myers with Matt DeWar, and this thing has heated up. They attacked Mead Hooks O'Bannon uh, at a bar. Uh you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on here, but we're going to have Cognito kind of fill us in on what's going to happen this Saturday night in Addison, Illinois, real quick. Testify, Cognito, I don't know what's going to happen with that big old meat hook. I said with meat hooks before, it's not really hard. All you got to do is roll a light beer in the ring, and then he's going to focus on that, and then you can just go and take over on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! He's not eating any food. Oh my! The true great, the true greatest in all of us, and that's independent and all of us. Absolutely. Oh. Sorry, yes. sorry, my team just scored. Okay. No. See, see, Steve's talking hockey in our in our host chat, and yeah, they're leading the game, and we just uh, broke the tie with Vegas. So yeah, two one lead. Absolutely, it's it's hockey season for those two. I'm Canadian, okay? Go team. Go team. I'm part Canadian, so black Blackhawks, yo. (laughs) Well, all I have to say. Some of those Blackhawks are Canadian. I was going to say, I live too close to a military base, but every time somebody says Blackhawk, I, I duck. I duck. I'm done. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Blackhawk. Uh, I want to I thank everybody for joining us here tonight. Hugo Savinovich and Cognito uh, Jones, Joey Roth, T.L. Myers. I mean, this has been a fantastic show so far. Uh, if you oh, are in the Chicagoland geez. area, you need to get your butt out to Power Entertainment, Wrestle Rage 17 in Addison, Illinois. I believe bell time is 7 p.m. Um, you need to be there because you're going to get to see some great action. Uh, Hugo's got something coming up in Puerto Rico. If you're listening to me and you're in Puerto Rico, get a hold of Hugo Savinovich because he's got a huge event coming up with RVD and some other huge names. The tribute to Brett the Hitman Hart, who will be there. And, you know, this is this is what wrestling is all about. The wrestling world is on fire going into 2020. And we are going to see what oh. 2020 brings for the wrestling world. And speaking check of, out, check okay, out Yes. And since Hugo is here, I definitely, guys, I got we got to talk some Triple uh, A because um, the last the last few weeks there have been some major storyline uh, developments that uh, have gone through. And um, I definitely, I definitely want to talk about them because uh, it's some, it's some big stuff. Um, 
Let's see. Well, one of the first ones probably is the fact that uh, Kenny Omega now has a title in AAA. He is the Omega Campeonato. So you yeah, know what? Yes, that, that was a very that was a that. very good. It was a very good match between Phoenix and uh, Kenny Omega, and he's coming back for the Triple Mania. It's called Triple Mania Regia. Regia, it's what you call the people that are from the Monterey area. So instead of having just a triple mania once a year, they're going to have this as, you know, WWE does a super show in South mm-hmm. Arabia or in another country. Well, they're going to do that in, in Monterey at the stadium. And they're in partnership with, with a, a big, big, big important people in that area. And they have the 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 backup of multi medios, which is huge in that whole area, TV wise, radio stations, and uh, and uh, Kenny's gonna be there, and you're gonna have Ooh. some great matches. Besides uh, the uh, the Ring of Honor champion, who Ring of Honor champion uh, uh, Rush, he's also gonna be on my card in Puerto Rico, but he will be there on that Triple Mania Regia in Monterrey. Uh, and uh, that will mark the first time that a wrestler that was a star in Consejo Mundial de Lucha and his brother, uh, uh, Dragon Lee, will debut in the opposition team to CMLL. And uh, so it's going to be a huge yeah. night of wrestling. Uh, L.A. Park is, is like an idol everywhere, but especially mm-hmm. in Monterey, because that's that his home, you know, his home turf, and also Blue Demon. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be a great, great night uh, of big, big, big battles. Oh, yeah. Sounds, it sounds like. Um, and uh, and uh, going on, because another one, and this was one, I'm actually surprised that they delayed booking this until, you know, like, um, a few weeks down the line after um, Triple Mania, which is which was the breakup of uh, Nino Alborgesa and Big Mommy. I mean, wow. I had called that one. I had called that one at uh, Triple Mania. I knew that yes, uh, Lady Maravilla and uh, um, Viano Tres uh, Junior were gonna were going to win the tag belt. But I figured I figured that night that that was when they were going to split up. And I even actually, I had actually thought it, uh, at that point that uh, Mommy was going to turn Rudo and that. But instead, it was like two weeks later or so, and she she cut a heck of a promo on that one, Hugo. Um, yes. I mean, I, you Good know, story I, I, you know, Good story line. yeah, I mean, I caught, cause uh, I mean, you know, cause I, of course, obviously I, uh, I watched the, uh, the uh, English version on uh, Twitch and that. And so they were translating the, uh, you know, the uh, promo that she cut. And then a week, then a week later, the, the following week when, um, uh, big mommy was in a match with, uh, with other partners and uh, Maravilla won and then um, Amborguesa came in and he took he took a shot at Maravilla and then 
and then mommy says, yeah, I'm going for a rematch, but I'm going with another partner, and she pushes him, and Maravilla pushes him, and he's just standing there dumbstruck in the middle of the ring. It's like, wow. I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just sitting there with my with my jaw dropped going, Oh my god, okay, where are they going to go with this thing from here? Oh, Absolutely. Um, and, and you know what, what what it is is a reflection in, in in life when, you know, it has happened to many, many, you know, people that you you, you think you have the right partner and I don't know where to there's betrayal, and then uh, you try to be like a playboy and have two lovers, and then something happens where uh, you're left alone. You lose uh, everything, and that's more or less a lesson that this young Nino uh, Burguesa uh, is finding out that life is not easy, and as he grows to become a bigger name in Lucha in Mexico, the fans are witnessing this. Wait a minute. This is not just a tope or bala de cañon move. Now we have, you know, good stories that make sense, and I believe that Conan is making it's making it much easier for the fans to fall in love with the AAA product, and and it's making it easier for Guillen and myself to do the play-by-play. Because when you have those stories to tell, then everything just you know falls in the right spot. Right, Absolutely. right, and and there are there are a lot of great stories coming coming through in there um and uh another guy that uh, i definitely i definitely want to uh spotlight here um hijo el hijo del vikingo um yes son of son of vince, oh, vince, oh my vince, gosh. Vince, let, let me give you the scoop right now vince wants him vince wants him so i'm i'm throwing Ooh. i'm throwing it out there Ooh. oh wow oh Ooh. my gosh that is big. Yes. Holy oh. cow. They want, they yeah. want him. They want, they want Hijo del Vikingo. They want the, the hardcore guy who is a real heavyweight. He's young. He's crazy, but he could, he could make money for them. It's Pagano. Pagano. Uh, oh, they yes. want Pagano. Yeah. They want Pagano. Of course, this cannot do all the crazy, you know, extreme wrestling that he does, but he could come right. out like one of those street those street fighters of the frontiers of El Paso, Texas, or Juarez, which is which is the place where originally he is from. This is one of the few guys that could actually walk around the streets of Juarez, and it's respected by everybody. So it's like a real he, he his wrestling Pagano image. It doesn't change from what he is in the streets of Juarez, and uh, he's also wanted. He's also wanted, and uh, you know, so there, there, there will be money there. Now, I, I don't think that Dorian and uh, La Jefa, uh, Maricela, will would let him go, but it's going to cost them more money to keep talent because uh, Vince wants them. Right, Vince right. wants them. Yes. All yeah. right. Um, well, we're going to come in definitely. with our announcement at this time that uh, the next two episodes of Wrestling Authority Radio are going to be huge. The next one comes your way November 21st. It will be superstar Bill Dundee. And as you just heard moments ago, the following one will be December 5th with Supermax Sean Hernandez. I get a birthday show. Cool. 
Yep. So yep. this is going to be some loaded stuff coming up. I want to thank you, all of our guests again tonight, T.L. Myers, Cognito Jones, Joey Roth, Hugo Savinovich. Uh, yeah. It's nothing but down row now that you have to wear off on So, I mean, super guys and Amanda, whatever, you know, it looks great. Fine. No, I'm, I'm fans of all those guys. But you peaked with me. Come on now, guys, right? <laughs> uh, and again, want to get, while we're still live, want to remind each and every one of you in the Chicagoland area, it's Power Entertainment, Wrestle Rage 17. At the Addison, Illinois. Uh, where it is that at this time, guys? The Addison Park District 120 East Oak in Addison, Illinois. Join the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that are going to be there and witness Jelly Ross and Shrug as we fight the Blanchards. Kyle and Shrug. Don't forget. It's, an old, it's, a, it's a father and son tag team. They, they, they call themselves, oh, it's the only father and son tag team. That's ever wrestled in such a big, big show, but you know, it's fine. The guy's old and decrepit, and the kid is young and decrepit. I don't know how that happens, but that's okay because Charles and Jerry Ross are going to go ahead and we're going to snub him under our thumb. It's pretty simple as that. I am the main event villain. I am the greatest of the great, and I always clean my plate and all those other things and come to the show because I'm groovy. And Cognito well, Jones, can I, I, I was going to say, can I, can I, but I just hope, I just hope, uh, time. I just. I just oh, hope Trevor Blanchard has his his uh, life alert on, so when Joey takes care of that, just like I hope uh, I just hope the Irishman has a case on standby when he has another defeat at his hands. I mean, you saw that last video. You saw if you saw the video, a, a drunk Irish guy stumbling out of a bar. That was easy pickings. I mean, what else, what else do I have to say? I mean, it's not it's not it's not rocket science. I mean, it, you know. Uh. And that's the one. I mean, come on, we're the greatest amount of independent wrestling in any kind of wrestling. WWE, AEW, whatever the heck that's called. We're the greatest of the greatest. Come on, now. This is, you know, we should stop the show right now because it's just not going to get any better than this. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, good luck this weekend. And uh, we'll talk to all of you after Wrestle Rage and see how it went. And uh, hopefully you guys have a big turnout this weekend. We wish you the best of luck on that. And good luck in all your matches, Cognito and uh, Joey Ross. Yep. Thank you very Thank much. you. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Anytime. You got it, Bo. You both got it. Anytime. Platform's yours. All right. We're going to continue so. now with Hugo Savinovich on some more of this controversial stuff that has happened in the WWE. But what I want to talk about with Hugo right now is what's going to happen this Saturday night. It's AEW full gear. Oh, wow. I I wish that I was able to do it, but because of my contract with AAA and Space TV, I'm doing the live uh, feed of Twitch, and uh, they're recording it for Space TV. So I will not be able to do that pay-per-view so it's a fresh product it's wrestling the way fans want it there's a lot of unpredictable things happening there Mm -hmm. which you cannot really like read like a champion can be defeated even though she is the champion of AEW she could lose cut a a heck of a promo like he did uh, Wednesday night and just uh, say, like, oh my God, like yes. listen, be, because I'm not going to 
the champion all the time. And if he, if I don't for another another shot. In other words, just because I am here, not put over I applaud them for for you know bringing uh, a new face wrestling. Great talent. I mean, they have great talent, and I think that yes. this is good for the business. And you know, even with with the oh yeah, even with the OC coming in with AJ Styles and promoting it the whole night and having the push of NXT taking over Raw mm-hmm. and SmackDown, they they got closer to AEW, but they still lost, which means that uh, perhaps Vince was not really uh, aware of how much people like the Young Bucks uh, and Kenny Omega have a following. And I think he was Absolutely. only calculating yeah. calculating Jericho and the ex-Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, but he forgot the fans. He forgot the fans that are not tuning in to WWE and, and they were just checking out uh, stuff from the Young Bucks and, and Kenny Omega and then the Lucha Brothers hit the scene and it was like powerful and they started building up these new stars that, that you, you don't know like if yeah. MJF is going to turn on Cody. You don't know what's going to happen there. Right. And then it, there. There's so many little questions Try that are party. happening that yes, so to me it's like you have young talent that right now uh, are, are just getting their first uh, view by the audience, but this is going to grow, and that's mm-hmm. when things are going to get interesting. Because I believe that Tony, uh, okay, we know that he's not going to be able to get Randy Orton because he already signed the contract. But I still believe, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm just like I said, Vince is ready to sell WWE for eight billion dollars. I also Ooh. believe that I also believe that that if Tony needs to make a deal with somebody like Seahawk, I believe that Tony Khan and Cody will do it. Don't let, don't let uh, whatever they're saying that CM Punk made him look bad with the ESPN interview. Trust me, when it comes down to money, the biggest stories are the ones that happen in real life, and then you just rewrite it into the show. But if CM Punk could be signed by AEW, I mean, we have a new game. We have a new game in town. Yeah, well, absolutely, and absolutely. There's, there's, a, there's a funny story. I'm sitting here with my photo, one of my photo books, and I am looking right now. The first photo that I see as I pick up this uh, photo book, this photo album, is a picture of CM Punk autographed to me from 2002 wow. or 2003. Um, he was a heavyweight champion here in my hometown for many years. And I tell you what, you get a classic... I'm not talking about a scripted CM Punk. I'm talking about an unscripted CM Punk live on a microphone. You have money. Gold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. and that's and that's I, the thing. Yes. That's you know we um, because I because uh, I was I was talking about this uh, on uh, on Twitter the other night um, on Wednesday, and you know everybody of course obviously they're all talking about you know. Cody's promo, which they should, and that because I mean, it just you know I mean people were talking about how they were getting goosebumps, how they were getting 
you know, teary-eyed and everything else and that. And what I, what I kept saying was, this is the thing. This is a wrestler cutting a promo as opposed to a sports entertainer reciting a script. You got it. Oh. You got it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, let me let me saying, let me okay. let me let me just go, give you go ahead. let me just give you this scoop right, right I mean really fast. Whenever <laughs> I've done TV, whenever I have been creative, I got a lot of heat from the owners of the companies because I write the whole show and I write the stories, but when it comes to promos, I let the guys and the girls I tell them what I want. And then I said, make it better for me. And I found out that usually it just comes in a different, vibrant way, and I get, I get better ratings. And I also do the same thing with the main event matches. When I have had guys like, like the Young Bucks or Rey Mysterio or RVD or uh, like, a, like, like a guy like Tommy Dreamer, you know, all these all this, all this guys, uh, uh, Chavo Guerrero, uh, Carlito Caribbean Cool and, and others in my shows mm-hmm. overseas, I said, listen, this is the way I want the show to end. I want to have you here in this match, then you in this match, and then we're going to hit the main event. So I want, what I want is for the matches to go boom, boom, and then boom. This is what I want in this match. This is what I want in this match, and this is what I want in the main event. Now, this is what I want. If you could, guys could do it better, or girls, if you could do it better, then let me hear it. And we make it, and we make it happen. And eighty percent of the times, guess what? What they tell me is actually much better than when I wrote. And I've always said it, and I'll say it again: if if I just get my ego out of the way and respect <laughs> the people that go in the ring and earn it, you will always get a better show. And for years, my yeah. first year, I was creative. The, what you see now at WWE, before the first year that I started. The whole creative team was Vince, Pat Patterson, Bruce Brickshire, and myself. That was it. And, nice. then late, and then later, and then later, Jerry Briscoe came into the picture. That was it. That was it. And 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 stories made sense. It was the Attitude Era. Fans were happy. They were selling out everywhere. So you get the customer what they want. You give them interesting stories. You respect the product. You respect the performance, and you're gonna have fantastic shows live and on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's Hugo, the thing: what, you you think of- what you just said here, you list the names that you listed. Outside the fence, every one of those guys that you listed, including yourself, were actual wrestling people. You guys had your had your had your ring credentials. And that, whereas nowadays, what uh, WWE brings in is a bunch of Hollywood ex soap opera writers who yeah. have who have no clue, who have never Ooh. run the ropes, who have never taken a bump, and you're telling them, give me give me a three give me a three hour show, and that, and they don't and. They don't have a clue what wrestling is about. The last wrestling guy that WWE had in the trenches, um, well, Court Bauer, and then later on, a uh, guy that I had worked with, Jimmy Jacobs. But 
they haven't had a true wrestling guy in the trenches in the in the creative since they fired Jacobs over that picture with Cody and the Bucks in Anaheim. That's correct. Uh, and how, stup- uh, how, how stu- listen, how stupid can it be that now we are enemies? Now you cannot have a picture. I mean, what the heck is going on? I mean, ooh, you know, right. I could listen. Yeah, I could I hear compete. You. I, hear again, you. I, I could compete with WWE, and I could see Vince tomorrow. And I would hug him. I said, you know, God bless you. Thank you very much. I love his family. They were super nice to me for 17 years. We'll compete, but we're not enemies. And when you start doing this, this stuff of you cannot take a picture with this and that, come on. It's ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah. Hugo, yeah. I mean, because, I agree because power. he worked with all of them in Ring of Honor. Right. And that. Um, you know, Hugo, uh, speaking of court power, have you gotten to see any of the MLW stuff? Yeah, some. Some. And I w- at one point, he wanted me to do uh, the Spanish. But uh, because uh, he, he was in charge, we were doing uh, English AAA. Uh, I will do some shows where he was the producer. Very nice guy. What a tremendous mind uh, of wrestling, mm-hmm. the psychology, the respect, and the eagerness to develop a better product. Never, never satisfied with what is already there. It's always like, hey, not afraid to push the envelope, but if I'm going to do that, let it be something that makes sense. And to me, that is, the, that is an art form, and I think he's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the other thing we got to talk about with you, because we haven't been able to talk for a while, uh, what do you think of the new NWA power? Well, I, I love it. I just wish that, the, that they would not use that NWA thing. Years ago, they said I was crazy about when, when TNA was, oh, man, what a modern concept, TNA. And I said, listen, I love what uh, 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 Jeff Jarrett is doing. I just don't think that that name, it's gonna, if you're going to build a brand, that it looks like nice right now, but years from now, that TNA, it's not going to be something that I want to put my money on stocks. And I told, and I said that right from the beginning, and of course we know that after all this stuff and all that, and it, it became Impact Wrestling and all that. Well, I think the same thing is happening with this nice show. I think that the only thing that I don't, that I don't like about it is the fact that the NWA uh, thing, it's, it's not helping them. Why? Because you can never be NWA today, because when NWA was NWA, it was the, the, the world's top, uh, not even a wrestling company. It was the top wrestling because it involved from Vince's father to Carlos Colon in Puerto Rico to Jack Benin in the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. Consejo Mundial de Lucha in Mexico, the companies in Japan, in Australia, every company in the United States and Canada. So when you held the NWA World Championship, even, even at, 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 you know, all the stuff that we know about the business and how he's running everything. But when you were the champion, you were really a world champion because, like, when I brought Ric Flair to the Dominican Republic, I mean, back then, it was thousands of dollars to have to fight Jack Veneno. And then the NWA, just like the boxing uh, organizations do, you have to pay uh, the NWA for having the right to to bring their champion to your country. It was big respect, champions like Harley Race, 
like uh, like Ric Flair, a young star that became huge, uh, Tommy Wildfire Rich, and then and all that. I mean, you cannot you cannot. Uh... Hello. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're here. here. We're listening. Oh uh, yes, you cannot <laughs> you cannot revive you cannot revive something that was great. So I, I wish they would have thought of just going with the power and, and come up with another name. I, I think that they thought about the romantic part of the NWA, and I could respect that. But as a businessman, I just don't think that the NWA logo is helping the product. Now, saying that, when we when we go to judge what they are producing. Fantastic, 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 and I, I have no complaint about the atmosphere they built on that TV studio and, uh, and, and the stories and the good wrestling. All of that I love. I just think that they're, they're not on target with the NWA logo. Uh, you know, that, that name has carried a lot of history over the years, but it's been damaged by a lot of people over the years, yeah. too. And yeah. It's, mm-hmm. yep. it's, it's the sad what? thing, because yeah. at one point, I was an NWA promoter. I worked under Ed Schumann, and man, working under Ed was great, um, but that name, you know, for the prices of I was paying to be the part of the NWA, I'm like, man, this just doesn't hold the... the the no, promise that it did back in the day. There were actually, you know, yeah. another promotion that I worked for that was a part of the NWA too in like 2004 when they were doing all the Impact stuff. And I'm like, man, I just, I don't know if it's worth the money because that name had been so damaged. And then they tried to revive yeah. it, and then boom, there it is. And it's like, okay, well, when was the last time you saw now the what? NWA World Title on TV? And then you see it with you know what they did with TNA and it's like okay well now you've got an NWA world champion back on television and you can follow it but then that went away and now you've got power and it's great but you know it's 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 studio wrestling and studio wrestling isn't meant to draw the local audience it's meant to draw the people that are watching all over the world mm-hmm. that's the way it's yeah, always been yeah it's a good product. The name, just like I said that at the beginning of TNA, I, I will stand by this. I think I know a little bit about the industry, and I believe mm-hmm. with all my heart that it, it is a good product, but they're wasting precious time and money uh, pushing that logo. I think you have to let that logo go. It did great for over 50 years of great wrestling, but you know, sometimes you have to let it go. Yep. Wow. Um, you know, the other thing, Hugo, you've got this dark side of the ring coming out in uh, another series on Viceland that they're recording with Jim Cornette and everybody else. And they have said that they're going to cover the mysterious death of Dino Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is some this is some dark stuff, and not you don't know what to believe. You read it on the internet, you know. You they they had yeah. the thing about Brody. They had the thing about every Mula uh, uh, and everybody else, and they're gonna dig yeah. deep in into ten episodes with Real the second cute. season. And it's uh, you know, I like watching it. It, it. I think it gives a different viewpoint. But give us your opinion on it. Yeah, it's like for instance the Brody thing. Uh, Brody was a 
good friend of mine for years. And mm-hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, the widow, when they did the funeral, she asked me to do the service, you know, and the, and the son hugged me and everything. And uh, Frank and I, we were in where being look like Disney characters compared to the stuff that Frank and I got into. What mm-hmm. matter of where it, what's going to happen in Japan, United States, or whatever? Uh, guys like Brody are to me. He was a good friend, somebody that I loved very much. But you just knew that that personality will draw somebody that will try to do something bad. The problem is that you hear so many stories, and what people are not saying is that you, you, if you were in that stadium, that same night I left the building, I did three promos because wrestling was still huge there, not like now, right. and I, I had permission from the news department because wrestling was making them so much money that they will, they will give me the footage of whatever happened Saturday night and in the morning, when the show was happening at noon, they will insert that, you know, VHS or Super VHS, and I will do the play-by-play live. This is what happened last night. I know Chicago Colombiene. He's still playing with Bruce Brody, and people will get into this. Just happened last night and today, three o'clock, Brody against Carlos or whatever. So uh, this is how deep the stories were there. So when this when this uh-huh. happened, you hear all these other stories. And yes, he was killed. Obviously, we we know that. But they they tell you stories and that didn't really happen. The doctor that took care of him is one of my best friends, Doctor Hector Gonzalez, and he knew Frank knew that he was gonna die, and he said to my friend, the doctor, "Tell my wife and my sons that I love him very very much." And if if they if if they tell you that they saw whatever happened, they're lying to you. Because this mm-hmm. is originally a baseball, a baseball stadium where you have the little cages where the baseball players have their, their uniforms and their bats and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then you go into the shower, and the shower has this glass, uh, big heavy door, and then you go in, into the shower. But you're locked out from anything that happens in the rest of the place uh, of, the, of, of where it's the rest, the rest were used in that night, but it's actually a baseball, uh, uh, you know, dress room. So whatever happened, happened in that shower room. And no one, no one, unless you are Houdini or a magician, could come in and, and see it. So we know that it happened, but whatever you hear, it is just false because nobody could be in there because there were only two guys taking a shower. You know, I mean, you, you, when, when that happened, uh, usually, not all the guys take showers together, so usually just like one or two guys. So this was like a private conversation uh, between the invader and Bruce and Brody, and then whatever happened there, only two guys know it. Two guys know it. The guy that is alive, who, who is also a friend of mine, and, uh, and Frank, who died. No one from the boys know what happened in there because the way that stadium is built, unless you were there with Frank and the invader, you cannot know what happened there. So that, so that to me is like you hear so many other stories, and it's, it's, not, 
it's not what I tell you. It's not that uh, Tony Atlas saw this or that. No, you were just like in, in, in outside of that place that is a heavy door with a glass, and then you turn, and those were the showers. And, and you, you cannot hear what happens inside because the windows are, have like little cage wires, and the stadium people and, and, and the Puerto Rican fans are so loud that you, even if you're talking in the dressing room, it's very hard to, like if you and me are sitting in front and the fans are, are to the windows, they want to see, say hello to the people. They can't see everything, but they know you're there. They hear your voice. So there's constant noise. So there's no way, no way, no way that any other persons outside saw what happened. I mean, you deduct the fact that two guys were there, but that was it. That right. was it. And they just make this documentary thing, all that. And it just hurts me because, one, I believe that, you know, whatever happened, it already happened, and it's not going to bring Frank back. Uh, the no. just Puerto Rico, uh, you know, the, the, the jury found them not guilty or whatever. So what the heck are we doing reviving something that is not going to do any, any good? It just, when I see that, it just my heart hurts. And I, I oh, refuse. I, I refuse. Yeah, I refuse to say that just just for the rating of a documentary or something like that, you could do something. Uh, when I've been approached, I have said no. I don't want nothing to do with that. When there's an anniversary and a big network wants to do something, I say, you know something, uh-huh. I am not interested. Oh, why? You no? I said, never mind why. I just think that it that it still hurts. <clears throat> And sometimes, Absolutely. sometimes you got you, you got to heal because this 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 is not going to help nobody. Right, um, and it's the same. It's kind of the same way with Lula. I see where they're getting at with the ratings, but some of this stuff is kind of, you know, it's interesting to watch their approach of how they think it happened. And uh, I'm interesting to see what they're going to do. Somebody said that they're going to do Benoit. And that'll be interesting to see because oh. you know they're gonna, you know that they're gonna milk that for everything that they can. And yeah, well, I, I already, I already yeah. tell you one thing. Whoever wants, you know, we have in Lucha Libre Online, we have like five hundred and sixty-seven thousand followers, and we have two hundred and sixty thousand mm-hmm. in YouTube and Instagram. We just launched about not even a year, and we have like sixty thousand followers. And I don't care how many likes I could get. I refuse to talk about Chris Benoit, and mind you that he was a friend of mine for over 20 years, and I knew his wife before she was his wife. I knew her before she was even with Kevin Sullivan. I knew her even before that. So this really hurts mm-hmm. in my heart because I knew I knew these people. And, and right. to me, it's like forgetting one like or whatever, I will refuse to talk about something that, that has has hurt so many people. So I don't do that. I mean, if anybody else wants to do it, it's their business. With me, I, will, I refuse to do anything with that. I don't care how many likes, how many views. To me, right. that's, uh, that, that he, he was such a, let me put it this way, I don't talk about him, but he was my friend for so many years. A true gentleman, one of the best in mm-hmm. the business, but you cannot erase that in, that in one night, he destroyed everything, and therefore... I have to rule in favor of, you know, whatever greatness he had in the ring. It, that is dead when he did what he did, and then that—that's when it stops for me to talk about it. 
Yeah, I understand. And this is why we don't discuss it because there's just too many varying opinions on the situation. Too many, too so, many. Yeah, and it hurts. Absolutely. It hurts so much. I can't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there's other great stuff going on in the world of wrestling. You've got, uh, you've got Glow going to be doing their final season on Netflix, which, you know, it's not. It may not be the original thing, but it was cool to see it revived and brought back. Um, <laughs> And you've got Women of Wrestling that is back that uh, I record every week, which has got some interesting stuff on there. It's got actually got one of my friends on there, Jesse Bell Smothers. Uh, yep. You know, she's that girl. I don't know what WWE didn't see in her, but I saw a star. And, uh, yeah. you know, definitely, well, don't, you don't know. Feel, listen, don't, don't feel bad because every week about 200 wrestlers sit in the catering room with so much talent and on contract, and they just watch it on TV until somebody comes in and says, okay, you can leave. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right, Hugo. That, that, that's the big thing. I mean, there are guys sitting back there. Um, Eric Young, EC3, okay? Those yep. are two very, very talented individuals. But... They're not getting used. Now, I mean, you know, yeah, they're yeah, they're getting paid a contract, but you know, <clears throat> what good is getting paid a contract when you're not doing anything? Exactly, exactly. Well, let's kind of, let, let's go back to this. It's kind of like when WCW was having all those guys on contract just to sit at home. I mean, what's the what's the point of having them on contract if you're not going to do anything with? Them? Uh, is, the, is the philosophy, the, the, the philosophy is to be. A, well, you know what Ted Turner did? He was a predator of the news business, and then he did the same philosophy in wrestling. And now this is what wrestling has become. If you have the money, you could actually tell uh, Prince Puma or Ricochet, uh, "Okay, I don't want you to have another another contract with Lucha Underground. Just sit at home, and you could still get some independent shots." We'll approve it, and you get your money from us, and just don't sign with Lucha Underground, and uh, that's what they're doing. And uh, unfortunately, uh, this is the future of our business right now. If a company has the money, uh, in order for them to keep uh, good talent, they will sign some other people, guys and girls, and uh, they don't really have a spot for them. They know, they know that they already have storylines for the next six months, but because they cannot take a, a gamble or a chance on something like the Chris Jericho happened with AEW where they didn't give him another offer, and next thing you know, he already signed. That's why Vince signed Randy Orton, because if he didn't sign him, I could tell you right now, and I could officially tell you right now, Randy was more than 80% already uh, convinced that he could get more money with AEW and that uh, he will do that he was going to do fantastic for five years with AEW and then retired. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Um, yeah. Hugo, exactly. what do you think of it? You, you've talked about MJF. I believe that MJF is the next superstar that we've been waiting for. Yes, I talked to I talked to Tony Khan and to Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, and I what I what I did say to them is. Just do not push him too fast. 
you know, let him earn that moment. There's no reason to rush it. Let him have right. that better timing. He's got to improve the ring psychology. And I, and I told Tony and I told Cody, and I would love to see MJF in about like two years from now. Oh, my goodness. I think he could be, wow, priceless for this business. It's, yeah. you know, it's going to be a fun evolution to watch of MJF. I'm a big fan. I think he's got all the oh. tools. You know, you put, you give him a live microphone and you've got money. You've got, you've yeah. got natural heel heat rather than guys going out there and begging off to get heel heat. You go out there right. with, you send him out there. It's natural. Um, and, and that's the, that's yeah. the nice thing about it. You've got to have a yeah, guy like that. I think, I think, you know, a year and a half to two years, you're going to see an NJF that we, look, that guy's going to be the top guy of AEW. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, and Vince yeah. missed a big, big, big opportunity with that one. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and, the, and the thing is, this is, this is, a, this is a kid that cut his teeth with, uh, with Court Power and MLW. And right. So, you know, so I mean, when I first when I first saw saw him do his first interview, I'm like, okay, who is this kid? I gotta keep a watch on him and that. And next thing you know, AEW signing him, and they're doing the being the elite uh, videos where, you know, in to uh, Cody's face and that he's being all nice and nice, but then, you know, at the same time, it's like uh, he's trying to poison Pharaoh, and you know, and 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 uh, he almost gets it until Brandy walks into the room. So there's you know, <clears throat> there's that there is that undercurrent and that, and I and I think obviously, of course, they're you know. They're waiting. They're waiting for the right time to pull the trigger on it, and I think that uh, they definitely are have got have got their have got their uh, ducks lined up with with him and that. And yes, and, and you also you also see like the unpredictable part of AEW when your big star and the big vice president like Cody Rhodes goes uh, to a thirty minute draw with a talent that it's not too well-known by American viewers. And this is something like unheard of that you would do like a 30-minute, you know, draw with somebody that, <clears throat> that is not well-known when you have the power to just beat him in two minutes like uh, somebody like Triple H has done with, uh, what's the name? He did it in, uh, in India with, uh, what's the name of the guy that he just killed? Uh, that was the, oh. was the world champion in WWE. And he's from India. Well, he's like a Canadian Indian, but they pushed him and uh, what's his name? Yeah. Oh, the Sikh um, brother? Jinder Mahal. Yeah, yeah Jinder Mahal. Mahal. There, there was a natural heel guy, and Triple H just killed him right in a, in a place where you could have like a billion customers. He killed him right in his country. I mean, and, and you, see, you see Tony and Cody building a young guy for the independent circuit uh, the Latino god uh, Sammy Guevara, he's like involved in this match. This is stuff that is unheard of that 
new talents have been mixed into this, uh, you know, drama and storylines. And then you have this uh, right. sensational, sensational mass guys from Mexico, luchadores, the Lucha Brothers. And, you know, the fans are saying, hey, I, I, I like this. And then you have the, the women's world champion, and then she's defeated by her mentor when she's going to defend the title of the pay-per-view. So you say, man, this is something like usually will not happen in WWE. Like, like uh, you, you more or less know who's going to win, who's going to lose there. But here, it's like, yes, you know, this might right. happen. Yeah. Well, that's and that's the thing. I mean, when you talk when you talk about those about those matches, I I'm actually I am seriously looking forward Saturday to those two women's matches. Um, you know, uh, Rio defending her title against uh, Emi Sakura, and then um, Britt Baker and B Priestley finally coming to a head. Where they took you know, that uh, accidental you know kick that uh, B went too hard and uh, concussed Brett and that and they've turned they've turned it into a story of its own and I mean it's you know where and it's happened where yeah Brett uh, got another accidental shot the uh, second time that they got together and wound up with a wound up with a black eye and. They're just they're using that to propel the story. I mean, those are two those are two matches that I'm really looking forward to. I mean, I I love the whole card, but those but those two women's matches to me are just like these things are going to get you know get ready. They might very well be the show stealers that night. Yeah, and that's, and, and that's yeah. talking I, I, with the no holds barred match against Moxley and Omega. Yes, and because that was the formula for the Attitude Era, when you did not want to miss from the first match to the last one, because every match more or less had a had a very nice <clears> story. <throat> and this is what is missing right now. That sometimes you only have like two things, and that's it. And the other part is. Uh, working 70 years for Vince and and having done two pay-per-views for AEW, the atmosphere is totally different. You see the fans that go there, they want to be a part of uh, wrestling storylines. They don't want to have mm-hmm. just the sports entertainment. They want to be a part of the talent of this beautiful Guys and girls going out there and giving them, have a surprise. Is it just me, guys, or you go? I'm getting your breath. Yeah, because I, I was fine, you were breaking up in my ear. It's fine. Okay. Um, you know, and that's the thing, Hugo. Full Gear is going to be their last pay-per-view of the year. I believe they'll return to pay-per-view again in January. And we've, you know, but we've got all this AEW television in between now and then. What is the fallout of Full Gear going to be as we go into Dynamite on next Wednesday? 
it's going to be huge. I yes, mean, and I also, I, I, yeah, I repeat, I believe that this will be the moment and the Young Bucks and Kenny the world was part of their consulting part, which I'm not. But if I'm there, if Cody will ask me, I will tell him. If Tony will ask me, I will tell him. But this is the moment where you have to bring it. And if you mm-hmm. don't, you 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 will do more harm to your product because it's going to take you longer to get over. If you attack on full gear and you make the world of wrestling, wow, these guys are here to stay. Then you will see a reflection of a big a reflection of a bigger market for the shows because remember it got hyped this week with the OC and it just out, but still Triple H could not beat him. But even though AEW Dynamite is beating them, I think five weeks in a row, the numbers yeah. the numbers are not, are not great. And in order for Tony right. Khan's dream and Cody Rhodes' dream and the Young Bucks' dream and uh, Kenny Omega and the big star Jericho and Moxley and, and the big crew that they have, they have to increase their product. If, if they're not able to reach within the next three months somewhere around over a million and a half, it's going to be dangerous because you cannot be in prime time with one show in this market of wrestling and not have an increased audience. This this would not be good for them. Absolutely okay. not. Nope. So yeah, so they yeah, so they gotta definitely bring it on Saturday and then bring it even more on Wednesday. Yeah. And so. I mean and then you've got, you know, everything else going on. Uh, on television in between full gear and their next pay-per-view. And Cody has said, uh, Hugo wasn't here when I said this, Hugo has, or Cody has said that uh, when the inner circle meets the elite, it's going to be the match beyond, which we know the Uh match beyond is the former tagline of war games. Are they going to think, do you think Cody will pull off his own version of his father's vision? He, well, he has to make sure that whatever it is is original and that cannot be uh, put into a lawsuit or for stealing a creative <laughs> idea. And this, it will be like his father's idea, but it belongs to, to Vince. So whatever you do, you have to change it. And even if it's a little thing, it's like Mysterio. With a why, it's it's already like it belongs to them. So anything like that, uh, it's ownership of intellectual property. But I believe mm-hmm. that there are a few things you could do to build your own version of the war games. And I, I have like three or four different concepts that it will cost you money, but Tony has it to build the kind of structure that will even draw the fans that don't watch wrestling but are video games aficionados, I think that if you do this right, you could get people that normally don't watch wrestling, and if you could have the voice of a Jim Ross 
saying, you know, like they did with Hell in a Cell and this monster structure and this and that. Yeah, right. and they, they did that with a mm-hmm. with the other the, the, the other match with the, the I can't think of the the, the different little cells. Uh, Elimination uh, chamber structure. Yeah, you have room to create that, and all you gotta do is have Jim Ross reflecting on that on a close up of him and it stays, and then you will put the people into, okay, what's going to happen here? If you do that, and I believe that, that they, are, they have the money and they have the talent to do it, I think that you could create something that would be great, but it has to be modern. It, it has to look dangerous, but you need to draw people that watch something like UFC and the video game aficionados, and I think uh, that you could do it. I have like three different ideas, but I, I will not let them go unless I'm paid a lot of money on creative. And then my <laughs> wife, my wife, God rest, God rest her soul, she said, when you do the live shows, comment on things, but do not tell everything because then they get the ideas and we're not getting the money. So, <laughs> you know, so exactly. tr- tr- trust, yeah, trust me that when they know that I'm with you guys, or I'm doing any show, or I do my life, they, they, they got people watching it because uh, they know that in, in, in my life shows you have in within 40 minutes, you have at least 22, 2300 comments from all around the world. And that is not like just Hugo talking. That is their customers. And it's not costing them one penny. I am, if uh, in New Japan does that and I do the live report of the show, you get immediately feedback from people around the world. Any show impact that it's a big show or whatever, when I do it, you have about sometimes 30, 200, 4,000 comments. And, uh, and that is like, you know what your customers are, 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 are thinking of you. So to me, that, that is the main thing. But, but I have to be very careful because I'm so passionate that sometimes when I talk, especially with you guys, because I know you guys <laughs> love this. I mean, you will, you will not be doing this. I mean, it takes a special kind of, of passionate people that love this and respect this <clears throat> to do this every time and just do it, you know, with the love that you do it. But sometimes you could get carried away because me and you are talking, you and me are talking. And then I said, oh, my God, I think I, I, I just said too much about this thing and, and that, that I could – you know, I could have gotten money for it. But anyway, I mean, I, I like to, I like to give the fans I, I like to give the fans the opportunity when you guys invite me when I do my own thing to to express their emotions, their feelings. And sometimes you will be surprised on the ideas that fans will come up and I say that's a fantastic idea. You know, because you got to let them know when when they're thinking right. You know, you got to let them know so they they could get even better at thinking of stuff they want to see because if they could see it there and the owners of the companies get a feedback and maybe maybe one of those ideas they might use or, or what the fans are saying about this and, and that, you know, like tonight when we open up my, my commentary, I said uh, they're going to be thinking, now he knew, Ugo knew about the South, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia thing and now he knows about Andrade, that his name will be uh, shown to the people in Mexico just when they announced the uh, rival of Cain Velasquez. They're going to say, how the heck does he know that? And the only reason why I made it public is because it's not like, a, it's not like an angle or a story that I'm, uh, I'm hurting 
the 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 soap opera. Mm-hmm. Is. This is just mm-hmm. something that the fans the fans in Mexico are gonna love to hear because they're very upset that uh, uh, Andrade is not on the card. And to me, it makes no sense. And I called a few people, and then just they just told me, be careful how you say it because they're gonna try to come back <coughs> and find out. Who told you that? So, so I have to be very careful. That's why. That's why I don't give too many details. But uh, by right, right, yeah, they, they're going to be wondering. But to me, is I will only say things that don't hurt the storyline. If if there is something that I think could affect, like uh, fans could talk on my live shows about the pay per view or what they want it to happen, but I will never say, oh, this guy, this girl is going to win the championship. No, and I might know the whole story already, but let them enjoy it when they, they see it. Right. Now, they could talk about it, but it's not my job to, to, to make that assertion or to comment on that because you killed the magic. But this one, I want to say because I want the fans to know that it's going to happen. And, you know, I was running a promotion with the local promoter there for the WWE Live show in Puerto Rico while Vince is competing with me directly on my Fight Forever show on the 23rd, and the fans said, how the heck do you do this? I said, the same way that I did last year, even though they, they were, a lot of people were against me because I'm, I'm not running locally there, and I'm bringing this show, and they, they try to do so many things. And then they, they, I, I blew their minds away when I started doing IAA stuff on my show, and on, and on their promos, they say, on that night, IAA is going to be revealed in Mysteriomania, and the fans said, wow, this is, like, unique. But on the same night that I did that, I blew their minds because after uh, Ricky Banderas won the title against, uh, against Penta, I had the lights shut, you know, mm-hmm. down. And then when they came up, I had the main event for the next show, the CWA company, another company. I let them do their, their promotion for their main event on my card. So that's the way I do, I do business, and I wasn't getting one penny for it, I just love to do things that are good for the business. And I said, hey, I can compete with WWE. I don't, I, I don't mind. And the same thing we're doing. The, I'm doing the TV. I'll fly out tomorrow to do that in Mexico. But I believe awesome. you could compete. And I, I believe that if you do, if you do have what it takes, you cannot be afraid of Vince. You cannot be afraid of New Japan Pro Wrestling, AAA, Consejo Mundial de Lucha, Ring of Honor, Impact. Don't be afraid of nobody. Just, just make sure that you that you give your fans the best product. Well, mm, I'm going to give a, I'm going to yeah, give away it. a match that we did uh, a couple of years ago in 2012. <sighs> you take three guys, put them against three other guys. You send two referees out there with microphones, and it, the only way they can be eliminated is by uttering the words "I quit." I quit. Beautiful. Yeah, and Beautiful. I tell you what, if that were to get done on a bigger stage, it'd work for a lot of. It, it's it's not something that gets done. The other one that was done down here in my hometown was you take two guys, you could even take two tag teams, and you get as many tables as you can get your hands on. And you have a 15 minute iron tables match. Whoever can put their opponent through the most tables in 15 minutes wins. Yes. 
and parents love things like that. There was once, I, I know somebody's going to have it. I don't remember who's going to have now that in case it goes to a draw, they're going to be judges deciding who wins. I don't know. Who, that's the, that's I know the I heard uh, Cody Jericho match. Okay. So this came from a long time ago uh, match for the NWA championship where Dory Funk was one of the judges and something happened with one of the wrestlers, I don't know if it was Dusty Rhodes or whatever, but it was kind of a little push with Dory, and it got personal, and Dory's, uh, his vote would decide how the match, you know, was going to end, and like, who won? And right. he, he threw the paper to the third row of where the fans were, and then he did another one, and he gave the win to, I don't remember who was, uh, who was the other guy. But then the angle was, that the other guy, the other guy won, but the fan that actually saw it, he was pointing out he didn't have him as a winner. He had like Dusty as a winner, and that was a big com- confrontation. That the personal issue between uh, Dory Funk Jr. and I believe it was Dusty Rhodes cost Dusty the decision of the main judge, and it was not a share shot, not a brass knuckle, not. 30 guys coming into the ring. It was just one of the judges getting upset and throwing his decision away and writing another name down on his card. And that was huge. Simple stuff, mm-hmm. but it gets, to the, it gets to the heart of the fans. And I believe that we are getting too much into, like, big stories. And I'm not knocking the Rusev and Lashley story because, you know, they did say they were get they were gonna get a little bit more risky about it, uh, and 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 I don't mind them doing it, but if they don't have a good follow up, if if after Rusev and Lashley uh, get the match and then creative or Vince kills that match, then whatever you saw in the bed and this and that, you just insult the fans because you don't you don't have that blow off that they want. And I think that's what wrestling is lacking right now. The follow through, mm-hmm. you know, how, how you, you make your fans, you know, being pleasing. I think America is the only country. I come from countries where that's so proper that it's successful, only runs like six months. And then that one is over and then you have a new one. And if it's doing good, they'll stretch the episode for another two months. But here in the States for years, I remember having soap operas. Now they're less, but they're soap operas that have gone like 20 28 years, one soap opera, and and it proves that there's an audience if you know how to do it. But like you we right. mentioned before, you got you got Hollywood people running wrestling storylines. They don't know the fans, they don't know the wrestlers, they don't know the product, and sadly, they don't respect our industry. Absolutely, yeah. that's the biggest thing. They don't respect our industry. I mean, you know. I, you know, I, I know that a lot of people, I'm sort of like a uh, Jim Cornette. I know a lot of people think that, uh, hey, the business has passed Steve Kane by, and he's just trying to, you know, hang on to that last little bit of what was. But, you know, it's a, it's a case of, it's the thing is this, are we doing enough to get people to want to come back from the last show to the next show. 
whether it be on TV or live. And I think that's I think that is our that is our biggest problem is that we're just, you know, doing stuff just to do it, just to get that get that quick buzz, that quick pop and that and not thinking about the long term scenario. Yes. Know, where do you where do you want where do you want to have these particular people six eight months down the line a year down the line? You know, why what's their motivation for doing what they're doing this week? How is it going to is it going to matter in six months, or are we just you know putting something out there just to try and get people in the seats and get a quick reaction and that. And I think that's the, I think that's the biggest problem in our industry today. That's why I love what AEW is doing. They're, you know, trying to bring continuity back to the industry. Um, You know, Japan, it has that, you know, triple, triple A is, Oh, there's something that, you know, is continuing on everything. I mean, we talked, you know, we talked about the Nino Ambergesa Big Mommy thing. Of course, Dr. Wagner Jr. and Bru Dimon. You know, there's there are things that are continuing on that are, you know, have a long-term plan that are drawing the fans' interest and are keeping them Oh, watching, keeping them tuning in, or you know, catching catching the stream, and that, and though, and that's the stuff that that's the stuff that I really, really respect. I mean, this is the kind of thing that I grew up with with Fern Gagne in that little studio in Minneapolis, or uh, Dick the Bruiser at the Tyndall Armory in Indianapolis. There was always something that, you know, led from point A to point B. And no matter how long it took to get to point B, you you were doing point A to such a good degree that the audience was willing to wait for point B to happen. Yes, definitely. And that is is part of our business that has uh, been neglected and you could be as modern as you want to be and you have all this stuff now and yes, it's good, but you will hear some section of wrestling and you get into the point where there's all this modern they do and they're leaving the passion out and to leave passion out, it is just Let's give them five minutes and we'll throw the story there. But there, mm-hmm. there's no substance. I want I want them to. When I'm in charge of creating uh, storylines, I more or less will sit with the booker and we'll talk about what is what do you want to do for the next six months, and who are the guys or girls that you want to push. Tell me, and then I put that on top of of my little creative map, and then from there. 
I start dreaming on on and I got a dream to see where are we going and then we start creating this this stories and 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 building so I know that I have 6 months to tell these stories and on my 6 months I will have probably two big shows where to go from boom to boom and I I'll I'll I'll, I'll take my time I'll I'll talk to the talent on the on the on the TV dates and see how they're feeling what they like, what they don't like, and then I do my notes. And I talk to the main creative guy and say, "Listen, I think that we could improve this because uh, that way it's more natural to them. Because if, if they just follow orders on this is a script, and you got to say letter by letter, and if you jump one letter, now you are in deep. You know, I can't say the word. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. You're in deep trouble. Okay. Uh, you, yeah, you're in deep trouble, and it's like. That's, you look at them and you know that's not them. You know immediately that they're not comfortable. It doesn't look like it's part of their character. So my question is, why would you write something and not help that character to be natural and let him just be who he is as long as you go with the nucleus of the promo, where you want to go with your storyline. But now everything is like if you were doing a movie in Hollywood. You know, come on. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, seriously guys, I I I actually I wish we had another hour to keep going because I mean there there's a lot of great ideas that are you know that are come that are coming through with this discussion that um if oh I mean you know, independent promoters, any of you that are listening to this right now, I hope you're I hope you are taking notes because what you are getting right now is a seminar and you are getting it for free. You're welcome. Indeed. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Know. All right. And well, I wanna thank you. I, I want I wanna thank you guys for uh keeping it real and giving the fans an opportunity of, wow, this is no crap. This is just coming out of their heart. They're not there just to put any particular company over. They, 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 they care about the wrestling business. And I oh, applaud you guys right. for that. And Thank you. To me, Thank that's you. important. Oh. And that's why, that's why uh, I am with you guys. It's very hard. Lost my sister yesterday. It's been a week. I have today the the I have the to talk about the funeral and the service and all of that. Yet uh, for I think an hour and a half we were able to talk about something that was part of my wife and my dream. She was my partner for 30 years, and trust me, she's had dinner with people like Abdullah the Butcher, with Bruce Brody. We have had in a, we have had for New Year's in a house when we lived in Puerto Rico and I was running the island. We had. Uh, Gangrel and Luna oh, wow. as as part of our New Year's family celebration. We my wife mm, knew what was to wake to wake to wake up with guests that were crazy like Luke Williams and, and Butch Miller. They she <laughs> knew what, what to to wake up one morning and see Frenchie Martin and Rick Martel drinking wine with me. Uh she knew what it was that uh her her husband had just been ripped by uh, his wrestler, Mr. Fuji, and he had taken the the 
the the you know all, all the from the tuxedo the pants he had yeah. taken all of it so by the time I go into the ring I just had cowboy chaps instead of a tuxedo my wife oh my, my wife yes my wife went through that see me going into a tournament a pool table with the gorilla monsoon and see me uh, with Frenchie Martin and Andrew the Giant disappear for two days and just <laughs> drink, just drinking, and then come out and see this gigantic guy with a smile, you know, just say thank you for lending me your husband. So oh. that's the passion. That's the passion that makes me go through when she went to South America and we ran those shows that were sold out and made history with the Young Bucks, with the Hardys, with Ray Mysterio and RVD and all these guys. And she was there to pay them. And uh, in Peru, uh, they were tired. The Hardys came in late. The fight was delayed. I said, guys, let me check you in. And then we went to the restaurant two blocks away and ordered food. And my wife and I brought their food to the room and, and stuff for them to drink, juice and water. You know, so she's gone physically, but she was part of this passion of our business. And I will still be loyal and truthful to the commitment that it never was about money. Money is good, but it was always about putting out the best show to give the fans for two and a half hours or three hours the best experience with the greatest talent in the world. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, I'll tell you what, we need to let you get some rest because uh, you have a you have a uh, flight to catch to get to Mexico and that. Um, my friend, thank you. Um, as I said before, you know, I've been I've obviously been in your spot. So, um, you know, so if you so if you want to talk, um, you you've got my number just, you know. Thank you, very much. In fact, Thank you very much. In fact, in fact, you much know what? Call me. Call me when you get to Mexico. I want to make sure you arrive safe. Okay. Oh. Promise me that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. I will hold you to that. Excellent. Mm. So, God All bless right. you guys. God you bless too. you. You too, Hugo. Much love, Hugo. You too. Yes, love you, my brother. Love you. All right. Well. Unfortunately, we lost Sean, so um, we'll just go ahead and we'll take it. We'll take it from here. Um, tomorrow night, 10, 9 Central Time, right back here on ERN Live from the Dean's Den. I will be uh, on my uh, you will. solo show and that, so um, make sure make sure that uh, you tune in. Uh, so on behalf of... Uh, Sean, I am the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane, along with my co-host. I'm kind of the reason why this show will never be female-less. Stay out of Katie. You know what time it is, folks? You don't have to go home, but you sure can stay here. Good night. Good night. Closing time. Open all the doors and you out into the world closing time turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl closing time 
One last call for alcohol So finish your whiskey or beer Closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.